I'm Mike Lee, I'm the GM for this group, and I'll be leading this ragtag group of rebels through stealing the precious jewel of Yavan from Cloud City. My name is Silas, and I'm playing Alexandre. Hey there, everybody. My name is Jordan, and I play the part of Atrock Dicte. He is a Zebrekian force user um, who flirts with the dark side and is trying to discover his place in the galaxy. I'm Mossy, and I play Hey there, everyone. My name is Nate. I will be playing the part of Pawn Edestus, a force using lightsaber wielding Nautilin that is enjoying his newfound freedom, exploring the galaxy, and fighting for the weak and oppressed. Very good. And we are beginning Season 2, Duel of Yavin, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Duel of Yavin, Episode 1, Rendezvous at Market Row. Whisper Base has been lost. Double Alliance High Command's disappointment has turned to open disdain for Alexandria and his crack team of would-be rebel heroes. <laughs> sorry. Can't, can't help but laugh at that. That was pretty brutal. I'm sorry. All right. But, but concern about their reputation is overshadowed by their determination to recover their lost friend, Klepto. has disappeared during the final battle. After weeks of searching, the company receives a message from a canny Pantoran by the name of Eris Shen. Who claims to know the loca- claims to know the location of their friend? Heroes now approach Cloud City to meet this contact at Landing Bay in Shadowy Port Town. We're going. Is this the cl- Cloud Cloud City? Like right. one from the movies? Like Lando Calrissian Cloud City. Oh my yeah. God! Yes, we're in All right. So, in your civilian transport that you have. You've received, as I said before, these these tickets from Eris Shen as this message you received, which was given to you by some mysterious stranger on some street in some back world as you were looking for Clip. Uh, you had these passes on this particular passenger transport, and it comes out of hyperspace. And in front of you, you see Cloud City um, over the gas giant planet of Bespin. And as you approach, the, the passenger ship goes towards the center of Cloud City and docks into a large hangar bay in what looks to be equivalent of like a, a second-tier airport that, that, uh, that we would have here. Uh, but you, you look around, you see other passengers, but you also see um, that you're in kind of not a slum town, but maybe a seedier seedier part of Bespin as it's um, as it's likely about 120 levels or so down from from the surface city which is kind of the pinnacle of the steam here in Bespin or in Cloud City um, but you're not too far from Market Row as you disembark from the civilian transport you know you know your way you know that you have to meet Eris Shin at Market Row um, and that she'll approach you hopefully giving you this information about clip. Um, so as you you have all your gear, uh, you're able to hide it pretty well in, in some of the packs that you have, um, uh, assuming that uh, everybody has their encumbrance lower than what it needs to be. Uh, but as you make your way to Market Row, you start pushing through the mass markets 
stalls. Uh, you start pushing through the mass market stalls, carts, and parked starships that make up Market Row. And you reach your rendezvous point just in time. In a slim Pantoran. Pantoran is a blue skin, kind of had, maybe has some facial tattoos or markings. A slim Pantoran woman pauses at a nearby stall. Good, she says, avoiding outwardly acknowledging you. You're on time. See those gentlemen in black coats and goggles over there? Can't have them overhearing. Find me at the droid access hatch in ten minutes. Ta-ta. And she begins to quickly make her way around. And as though she had failed to find the scarf she saw at the stall, she drifts on away from you. Muscling through the crowd in her wake, you make out several humans in a Lutrillion. Similar black coats, tinted goggles, each focused the fleeing woman. Alright, so on your screens now, you can see Eris Shen. Before we get too far ahead, is is there any chance that I could have done some uh, research on who this Eris is? Yeah, absolutely. If you want to do a uh, underworld check, college underworld, uh, go ahead and make a three... Oh. You oh, need three, three purple die right. on that. Yeah. Let three me, purple die would be the difficulty. Let me do this. <laughs> you got to click off of it. All right. Okay. Uh, you I don't... did it that time. You did. Um, Three successes, but offset by those three failures, unfortunately. But uh, I won't give you any strain or anything because I'm, I'm figuring that you're doing this ahead of time right after you receive the note and you, you hear the name. Um, but what you do find, you don't find much about the name Eris Shen in particular. Mm. But you do find a Mr. Shen who seems to be uh, a, a well-known anchor of sorts, an investor. That that is all the information you can find. But Eris Shen, that name doesn't really come up in any of the information that you're looking through. And then um, when we are faced with uh, looking at these guys, can I? Um, sorry, I'm trying to get to my note thing. Um, oh, yeah, I want to uh, take a look at these dudes and see if I recognize who they are. So let's do this. Let's do this first. So as you guys are in this crowded uh, market row area here and Arishan begins to move away. Now, Alexandra, you, you say you're looking back and, and everybody's noticing what you're thinking in your head. Um would I have any knowledge of, of who these people are? Chance, but before we do that, if everybody can roll initiative, because we're going to kind of do actions here in a, a sequence. It's not necessarily combat. It will be an initiative order here. And you guys can use cool. You remember to clear out, uh, clear out all your difficulty die, and your initiative is going to be in your combat tab, not from your normal skills tab. 
I'm sorry. I was looking at my trying to get a note tab up. We got to clear out the difficulty. Yeah, clear out the difficulty and then use your cool uh, your cool from your combat tab. Mike, remind me, did we were we running? I, I seem to remember us running on some kind of house rule or whatnot if our vigilance because like I, I'm still a little like scratching my head on the mechanic behind my vigilance if unprepared is one yellow and two green but my cool if I'm prepared is one green so I'm like four times yeah. better on my initiative if I don't know what the hell's going on around me yeah I've my rule is generally to um certain situations at least like if you're surprised it's always vigilance but usually i allow you to choose um so in this case yeah i'll, I'll allow you to choose so alexandre actually that was a really good, good role alexandre so i'm assuming you won't yeah i wanted to uh use some of that advantage to see if i could uh maybe uh use my new talent this field commander and see if um i could get us to spread out quicker without causing any um like hey we're over here sure. so, like a, quick, those dudes are looking at us fail. <laughs> yeah so for the initiative role the advantages are really part of Okay. Uh, the initiative roll itself. So you like you rolled a three two, which is three successes, two advantages. So the advantages aren't aren't really there to spend quite yet. But once we get to the rolls, uh, that works. But um, seeing as you likely got the highest initiative order, you'll end up going first, anyways. And I see I need one PC uh, pawn. So you rolled just from your dice pool. I need you to go to the the combat tab. And then you're going to see either Vigilance or Cool from your combat tab. Yep. It says Initiative. Okay, make sure. But before before you do that, clear out your dice pool at the top. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, that's a lot of yellow. A lot of yellow. How about that? Well, very good. So, uh, actually, that, that Triumph means you can take a free maneuver either on your turn or before we begin here. So, which what would be your, your choice? Um, I'll do free maneuver. Sorry, I'll do okay, free maneuver. So, so as soon as uh, as soon as everybody looks back, Airshin points them out. They're in their their jackets and their black goggles. Uh, Alexandra, you're looking back pretty quickly, trying to figure out what's happening. We'll get to that in a moment. But before anybody can really even react or do anything, Pawn, what's your initial quick reaction here? Um. Mainly just to try to uh, disappear in the crowd and flank them. Okay, so maybe uh, in that kind of works with Alexandria's suggestion that Pond just moves deeper into the crowd into a different space where maybe you have like a different angle on them as they're beginning to push forward as well. Does that sound right? What you're yeah. trying to do here? Kind of like perfect. We move into the crowd, get a get a at at least you know the. Uh, Kind of like up here, screen north in this direction compared to where we are over here as I'm drawing all over the thing. Okay, so you wanted to move, you wanted to move like further this way? Yeah. Okay. And kind of disappear into the crowd so they can't see me. 
Upon and Atrox, as soon as you look over, or sorry, Alexandre and Atrox, as soon as you look over at the at the group of thugs that Ares pointed out, uh, Pawn just kind of disappears into the to the crowd that makes up Market Row. Um, but you also notice that they aren't really paying attention to you as Ares Shin moves away. They're keeping their focus, like I said before, on her. Mm. So uh, what we're gonna do is. So again, you're not in combat per se. I mean, if you just want to, that's fine too. But, <laughs> but uh, Alexandre, or actually, it's PC first. So anybody can go first here. Uh, yeah, any PC wants to go first. What are you going to do in this situation? You think? I'm still keeping eye on Alexandre to see what he does. So, um, I won't go first. Um. I think we should just um, tag along behind. Okay. Are you trying to keep like keep your distance and just, just watch from like, a stealthy position, like inside the crowd, kind of Assassin's Creed style? Is that what you're going for? I think so. Yeah. Oh, sure. So, um, go ahead and make a stealth check, Alexandre. It'll be against. be against two purple average difficulty can i uh make a case for knowledge underworld as i uh maybe know how to tag people or or stay behind them um i would i would accept uh, my skill of yeah i would accept maybe streetwise but uh a knowledge skill check would be more if you like if you know of a person or a place a streetwise would be like you know the inner workings of kind of uh, underworld in a way, not the underworld, but kind of criminality. <laughs> What's my difficulty? Two purple. Oh, very nice. So, Alexandria, what? Uh, oh, so, yeah, I got a success. Yes. So one success, uh, which is all you need. So, what is Alexandria doing to kind of tag along? How? What does that look like for him? Um, I am, um, um, I think I am just moving along the stalls in the most obvious way. (laughs) This is not really my forte in, uh, in the things. So I'm, I'm quite lucky right now, I think is what is going on. And it's, it's so obvious that I'm tailing them that it's, not obvious. Yeah, so you make, uh, as I can imagine, these stalls are kind of, there's an open space slightly in front of them for people to shop and do things that are kind of outside of the tra- normal traffic of Market Row. And you make your way out there, maybe like bumping into people and yes. into like the wares. Yeah, yeah. Making a lot of noise. Um, but maybe Pond and Atrox who were like, maybe like, oh, come on. Hey, come on, Alexandria, let's <laughs> keep it cool. Um, but they're noticing that these this group of people aren't paying attention it almost kind of blends in with the rest of the hustle and bustle of uh, the normal market row uh, crowd do i have any credits left or or are we counting um what we had at the end of last set last season i mean you have whatever you had last uh last season and then over the break you received um 
or at the end of a season, you gain a thousand credits. Okay. There's that. Um, all right. So at this point, Alexandria kind of disappears too. Atrock, uh, you're still kind of maybe keeping your eyes on, on these people as they begin to seemingly move towards you. But as they do, they kind of brush past you almost like, um, it's like you're you're another person in the crowd, maybe even brushing against your shoulder. Uh, I can imagine Atrock wouldn't be too happy about somebody slightly bumping into him, even in a crowd. Um, no, that's that's gonna... Oh, you say, well, hell no. Yeah, yeah I said, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's going to be their turn as they, they begin to push through the crowd themselves, keeping a pretty low profile for what it is. Um, but as they approach Atrock, you can see that the, the uniformed ones – uh, are carrying blaster pistols kind of tucked in underneath their coat. Um, and some of them are brandishing brass knuckles at the moment. Although they don't seem, they're not, they don't have their blaster pistols out or anything, but you can tell that they're armed. And the Lutrillion, which is kind of a hairy, kind of mole rat looking uh, humanoid, uh, is, is this, doing the same, but you can tell that he's with the, the boss of the group as he's walking slightly behind the rest and whispering things in their ears as they continue to press forward towards Pantorn contact. So that brings us to another PC, either Pawn or Atrock. Pawn, um, I'll move you a little closer. In my uh, efforts to follow them, but not be so obvious, like Atrock, or a- uh, Alexandre, <laughs> um, I'll be, you know, keep an eye on them out of the corner of my eye, but also, to be honest, I want to see if I can uh, find some, uh, you know, like, pretend I'm browsing goods as I'm passing some of the vendors, and uh, not really, of course, paying attention to the vendors, you know, paying more attention to the group, but I do want to keep an eye out for uh, brass knuckles, or whatever we call them in this game. Okay, so you're just going to be doing the same thing as Alexandria, just keeping your distance? I'm keeping my distance, but keeping an eye on them. But um, also, you know, as a side note, looking for, I guess we call them bracers in this game. Is that right? Brass bracers? Knucklers, uh, knucklers I think. Is it knucklers what they knucklers. use them? Knucklers. Knucklers? Sure, yeah, yeah. Brass knuckles, anyway. And if I find some, I'm just going to pay full price. I don't care. Not, not <laughs> nice. trying so to negotiate. Roll. I just want to pick something up that I can hit people with. Find some? Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, you managed to find uh, a kind of crude version of, of Knucklers. And you quickly tried to uh, strike a deal. But like you said, you're not really strike a deal because you just want to buy them and get out, right? Uh, so roll a negotiation against the... Uh, two purple. It's this this vendor. You walk up to this vendor, and it's it's a toilet, and he's trying to like tell you all about about the, his wares and trying to sell you all sorts of things, saying, "Oh, this is made of the most, you know, the most durable thorough steel, and it's a, you know, it's it's well with its price. I mean, it's, you can't do any better here in Macaro." And so, uh, but he, so you got a threat there, a success and a threat. So you managed to find them and someone willing to sell them. But uh, unfortunately, the price is a little bit higher than you know that it's worth. It's 30 credits instead of, you know, 25 credits would have flown. 
But uh, he, he says, oh, 30 credits. I told you, Duras, the best that you can find here on Makaro. I, I don't even bother, and I give him the 30 credits. 30 credits, nice. <laughs> Perfect. And I will... And then um, now I can really concentrate on here. them as well. The, the brass knuckles is what it's called on, on the... Uh, in the system. I, I put that in the Discord for you. Perfect. And then Atrock, what are you doing as they are brushing past you? They're like right on top of you at this point. Um, you know, I would like, this is going to be interesting since Atrock has gotten more in touch with his force side of things. Mm. I would like to use, let me go to skills here really quick to make sure I'm remembering this properly. Uh, maybe it's under combat. Where would force skills be at that I've picked up? It's under combat. Yes, yeah, there we go. There we go. Force sense. Ta-da. Perfect. I would like to um, use my force sense. I can. The user can sense the force interacting with the world around him. Spend one force point to sense all living things within short range. And then I can also spend a force point to sense the current emotional state of one living target with whom is engaged in range with me. Perfect. They are engaged, yep. So I would, and I have a force ranking of two, so I can roll two dice for this, yes? That's correct, absolutely. All right, forgive me here as I get back into the swing of things. Um, for my dice pool, I just do two force dice, right, and roll those? Yeah, it's not asking for a, a power check, right? Like a force power check? No. There we go. Okay, so now, yeah, now it's just how many how many points do you need to spend to to get the effect that you need? One for each. So I would like to of the two light side points I, I rolled. I would like to dedicate one of, or actually, you know what? Um, let me see here. Spend one force point to sense the current emotional state of one living target. Now, could I? Is that limited to I can only do it once, or if I get two force points, can I spend two of them to sense the current emotional state of two living targets? No, because I think that's a uh, that's a good question. I think that's a magnitude upgrade, so you would be able to yeah. So one and one then, or is is it an either or? Can I spend one of them to sense all living things within short range, and then another one to get their emotional state, or do I have to pick one? Uh, Since you have two points, you can do both. So okay, perfect. The- so I'd like to kind of like delve into the living force and see if there's anyone like um, anyone around that seems to have taken an interest in our group outside of these guys. Mm. And then I'd like to use the other point to the the whoever looks like the gnarliest, burliest of them um, or whoever I saw that had like the, the, the knucklers attached to them. I'd like to get their emotional state and just, you know, see, is there any animosity towards our group? Do they seem interested in our group or are they just kind of passing by? Perfect. All right. So yeah, as you first feel around, um, your senses are o- overpowered by the, uh, just the amount of people here. So as far as sensing living things within short range of you, you were just, as you look around, just, just, faces just a sea of faces and you can't really tell if anybody's paying attention or not but uh, you can quickly assess that nobody's looking at you pawn alexandre um in fact nobody's really looking at these this group of people walking towards air shin either uh mm. you seem to be 
the only one to be really noticing what was happening as far as outside of your your group, your company here. Um, and then as you, and I think the other one says you can read their mind. Is that correct? Nope. Just sense the emotional state. Of emotional state. Okay. So uh, you're going to read the emotional state of, of this fella here, this Lutrillian, um, who seems to be the biggest. And again, maybe the ringleader here uh, as he follow, he trails the other group. So as he passes you, you, you push into his mind and you can feel that he's cautious. Um, yet there is a, not a hatred. It's not a, it's a duty. It's more, if that's an emotion that you could feel like he's just doing, he's doing a job essentially. Um, not meaning that he's a good person or anything like that. It's just a, an objective type of feeling that he that he has a, a sense of urgency i guess we'll, we'll say that's what you feel from him as he passes you i'm gonna kind of uh, stay as as clued into them as a, or to him i guess as i can and kind of walk past and stay with the group perfect all right and Um, so, the top of round here, you see Eris Shin continue to look over her shoulder, and as she sees these people kind of brushing past you, Atrock, and she might see Pawn quickly fitting these brass knuckles onto his hands or something on the edge, but her eyes, she kind of arches her eyebrows. Um, uh, she arches her eyebrows, and she continues, quickens her step continues forward but alexandria at this at this very moment as you're continuing to to go through you hear on your comm this sort of crackle and you hear it uh kind of coming from your pocket as you pull it out you hear a voice oh crap were you i distract those thugs <laughs> say that say that one more time if i were you i'd distract those thugs did you have him on standby just waiting to come in? <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, well, the the hairs on the back of Alexandre uh, neck stand up and overcomes. Um, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a leadership check here. Okay. And what's what's your intended uh, what's the intended result? I, I'm I'm gonna signal the uh, attack um, um, sign or call to my teammates here, having heard uh, the familiar voice, and uh, we're gonna close in and and knock some skulls around. All right. So is this gonna be for your talent, or is this? Uh... I Some want to do the talent and give them free actions to quickly, just like all of a sudden they just close the distance and come in. Very good. So, um, so you'll take that first PC slot then, uh, if if you would like to use that talent, and yep. it would be sorry, I'm moving your sheet around here. It would be a two purple leadership check. Great. Oh no. Okay, so it's a failure, so they don't get the free maneuver, but you have three advantages there. So Alexandria, tell me one, 
what you're saying to Pawn and Aatrox at this point, or any reaction to Clip in character. And then two, with those three advantages, um, as far as a leadership role goes, what do you think would, uh, would help out here? Um, I just say, uh, um, quickly, um, uh, close in. Let's knock these people out. Um, my, my, I just received a message from Klepp. He is close. And I think I can pass on like, um, uh, a plus one or something like that. Oh no, a, a bonus dice. You can, if, uh, I'll if just, to... I'll just give that on to the next person. So the next PC, since there's two NPCs in between, um, the next PC to go at that one zero slots will have at, uh, that boost die, but we'll say maybe in the hustle and bustle of market row, uh, you pawn and Atrox, you also hear on your comm, you hear Alexander's voice go in and out as he's trying to tell you this, but you're not able to really pick up on what he's saying. Um, whoever goes in that slot maybe has an inkling, like can assume what he's saying and then is able to gain that boost from that immediate action. Um, but before you can do that, it is, or Alexander, anything else? So that was your action. You technically have some maneuvers here. A maneuver, rather. Um, I will close the distance um, to... Uh this person right here okay. and the the range bands here is going to be are going to be a little lax so as you as you move in close maybe even closer to alexandria all of these um are going to be considered kind of engaged or maybe short range as the ones on the outside yeah, excellent um, but it's more just for narrative purposes you're getting really close almost in hands reach of these people uh awesome so for the npcs they're going to be they're not going to take notice uh, as this is happening, and they're going to continue forward right on the trail of Eris, continuing to focus on her. She's pushing through the crowd now, trying to, uh, to get to that droid access hatch that she told you that, to meet her at. Uh, so we have another PC. I'll go. And you're all within short range of this group now. Okay. I'm going to try to use force move. And I want to move this guy, shove him into boss man. Okay. Do you have um, have the magnet, the strength upgrades to do that? Uh, yes, I do. I do have the one strength upgrade. Okay. So, I so silhouette one. Okay. If you get, if you have to spend a, an extra point to do silhouette one. Yeah. So like, uh, okay, cool. Just make sure. I have to roll a strength. double. Must be the double like on there. Gotcha. Perfect. So go ahead and uh, yeah, if you want to do a uh, force move, go ahead and roll that force die and let's see. see what you can do. This is a discipline with a force power check. Go ahead and make your, your discipline yeah. check is going to be two purple, or sorry, one purple, maybe for the range, within short range. Okay. And then you can roll your force die with that roll as well. Just add it into your dice pool. Okay, that. And this is off of Discipline, which is one yellow, two green. Okay. Here we go. 
Yay. So you do succeed in reaching out and and grabbing hold of this person. However, you only have one point here. Though, unfortunately, that's not enough to pull. Humans are still at one. They're still at zero. So you can do the basic power. So according to that basic power, is there anything that you'd like to do? Um, let's see. It's silhouette zero, and it's a. Uh, let's see. I can move one object silhouette zero within short range, um, up to his maximum range, which actually is medium. Uh, y- yes, if you spend, are you saying you have the uh, the range upgrade as yes, well? Yes, I do as well. But yeah. that's another desk. That's point another that point. Spend, yeah. But yeah. I only so you can one. you can move one. So what you can do is move one silhouette zero item within short range. So just narratively, <laughs> oh, like okay. what do you think that you um, can do? Then I am going with, to with uh, something that's small. Pull this guy's weapon out of his hand and slap it into boss man's face. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's roll back. Because I do actually second. also have the control upgrade, which doesn't have to use anything that says I can oh, use the right? force to pull objects out of secure mounts or out of an opponent's grasp. Perfect. That's exactly what I was about to say. Awesome. That works for me. I mean, that's badass. That is badass. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah. Describe that. So describe that again. It's a blaster pistol. So maybe it, it, you pull it out of the holster um, underneath this person's cloak or jacket. And you're saying it, it slams into the Latrillion's yeah. face? So, so as I'm walking to, like, catch up with these guys, uh, as my movement, um, I just do a... Because I also, with my 15 points, I bought the last force move power, which is the fine manipulation of items. So anything I can do with my fingers, I can do with the force. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of flick my hand, you know, ever so, uh, like, stealthily, you know, not trying to make a big motion, but just flick my hand, you know, grab his pistol and flick it back. So this you just pistol as they're all, like, concentrating on her. This guy's pistol just flies out of his holster and smacks his boss in the face. <laughs> nice. So the, the weapon flies out and the cloak kind of flutters behind uh, this thug, as as the wep- as the blaster pistol does it, and it smacks the literally in the face, and he, he holds his face, ah, ah, and the crowd begins to take notice as they're walking by, but uh, you know nobody stops to to see if he's okay or anything. But as it smacks his face, he, he goes up to the the thug and like pushes her. And says, what was that? Oh, gosh! And they they all kind of stop for a moment. Everybody taking notice of what just happened, but also confusion. And uh, you can see Eris kind of smirking at this as she looks back over her shoulder and be, still like pushes forward through the crowd here. Awesome. Um, so wait, Pwn can control and then manipulate anything his fingers could. So could he technically like pull the blast, the trigger on a blaster that he's floating in the air? Uh, I. Th- I think that's a bit uh, a bit much. That would that would be like a com. You'd have to do like a combat check combined with a a move check. Uh, I don't think it's a bit just a bit mage handy to me, right? <laughs> like just a floating blaster pistol, just shooting people. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, what was it? Kotor two. Darth Treya did it with like eighteen lightsabers. <laughs> hey, there you go. There there are there force go. powers that I can get that let you throw and receive. You know, you were gonna, you were wanting yes. throw. 
So if you get I know, the right it's, tree, it's like you can throw your an armor get outside of uh, outside of the extra uh, extra um, characteristic. That's a good question, though. Um, I, even if it's possible, I'm going to uh, to rule that uh, no, we can't just have floating blaster pistols. <laughs> Start shooting people. <laughs> that oh, would be know, awesome, that's though. a great question, and I was meaning to ask you that in the off season, Mike. But now is a good a time as any. When it comes to force throw, since I have a double bladed lightsaber, even if it's not built into the game necessarily, could we like make like a homebrew rule or something like that, or, or discuss one? If there are like multiple engaged or enemies within engaged range of each other, and I throw my double bladed lightsaber, and my attack roll is enough to where I can link the attacks, like I have the advantages to do a linked attack, could it? Could it hit multiple targets for my linked as long as they're within engaged range of each other with a force throw or lightsaber throw? Yeah, let's we'll talk about that uh, offline between sessions. Sure. But yep. yeah, we can work something out. That makes sense to me. Um, right. So we have another PC up. Let's actually have uh, I think Atroc, right? You have not gone yet. Yeah, so I'm the last one to go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So I uh, let's see. I am in short range. So yeah, Atroc's just gonna. I'm just gonna move up right here, and I'm not gonna like no lightsaber or anything like that. I'm just going to make like a good, I don't, there's no stealth characteristic or anything in this game, but like a nice unarmed, like whack to the back of this boss man's skull. Nice. Love it. All right. So you're going to make a brawn attack deck. If you have any sort of like brawn weapons, again, like brass knuckles, I think would be one of those. Um, and you can I, use that. I, think I sold all my weapons to afford my upgrades into my lightsaber, so I just have my lightsaber now. <laughs> worth it. Worth it. Uh, I mean, I yeah. did it with an unignited lightsaber, right? Because I have uh, I have the hilt masking kit on it, so it makes it look like an unidentifiable <laughs> wrench. Yeah, like, like, I mean, I could just, like, use my lightsaber unignited to just, you know, thunk. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> if you want to do that, you could... Yes, improvised weapon. So you'll do a, you can do a melee check then. Um, I'll allow you to do brawl or melee, whichever you prefer. Um, but there's an automatic threat involved, and uh, and then will the the damage will be your on, then your critical rating is going to be five. But go ahead. And, okay. and how many purple? Two purple. Engage range. Oh, yes, sir. Sorry. Oh, I gotta... One second. It's uh, and he has adversary one, so it's actually two purple with one upgrade. All right, two purple, one upgrade, and I'm going to make a just a regular brawn. My brawn and melee are the exact same thing, so yeah, that works. Is that a black right, or a red on the upgrade? No, the upgrade. It says upgrade beneath the beneath yeah, the dice. Yeah, which, which so die is that again? Uh, it upgrades the purple to a red. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. So oh, goodness, you... oh, no, we're starting the season off good. <laughs> season really bad. Uh, yeah. So as you, <laughs> as you, or Atrox, you tell me what, what happens here. So as you hit him, um, in, in, I'll let you hit him, but it doesn't do any damage. And then I'll get to the despair after you tell me with those advantages what you'd like to see. <laughs> I mean, I think narratively it would be hilarious as shit is if Atrox went to like hit him in the back of the neck to knock him out and the, the brunt of the impact made his hand slide down to the activator and he ended up like spearing him with the lightsaber blade on accident in the middle of this marketplace. But I, don't, I know we can't just take out the boss like that. So um, I, I'll say like 
A truck just walked up and he, and he takes it out and there's I'll, I'll say like they're like a small child. There we go. Perfect. A small child like runs in front of him and like causes him to draw up short and stumble a little bit, which is just enough for him to like miss the sh- miss his hit and it just like hits him between his shoulder blades and this is a big burly dude that looks pretty uh um, like with an exoskeleton or at least some thick hide, and it does like absolutely nothing but piss him off. Nice. All right. So for the advantages, anything in particular you want to see from those before you get to the despair? Um, I will pass all three advantages as boosts to the next PC. The next PC, whatever may happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because as you impact his uh, him be- between the shoulders there, as-, as you're tripping forward, it hits like the bottom of the lightsaber and just slips out of your hand. And as it slips out of your hand, you look back to try to try to pick it up. And uh, as you're looking down, you see it for a moment. Then it get from the crowd, it gets kicked over, and uh, just like it's a classic scene, right? It just gets kicked in this crowd as you're trying to go out and try to find your lightsaber. Um, so it, your lightsaber is now on the ground. I will draw a little. So it's going to be short range from you at this point uh, as it kind of fumbles out of your hand as you impacted this this thug. And so uh, after he's, he's holding his head and he's, he had pushed that girl and then you ran into his back. But as he turns around, you're already like looking at looking for your lightsaber behind you. He just shakes his head and he gets in your face and says, hey, watch where you're going. He turns around and, and begins to walk, walk away. Um, all right. Anything else, HR? This is, um, I forget with, with, uh, FFG Star Wars, can you, as long as you have movement, can you move, attack, and then continue your move, or do you have to do it all at once? Oh, you can continue it, so, but you would have to do, uh, to take an extra maneuver, it would be too strain to do an extra maneuver. You can certainly do that. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that, and to move over to, to grab my lightsaber, or at least be standing in its vicinity for next turn. Sure. Yeah, you can go ahead and, and, and bend down and take some time to try to find it and pick it up. But now the uh, the enemy or the uh, the thugs are not like walking further towards Arishin. All right, so uh, now we have a new friend, and although you don't see him, Clep, what is it that you're going to do as you're watching this? You, you're sitting in market row. Well, Clep's probably standing stoically, just as still as a statue, but your your optical receptors see. On a truck in Alexandria, and, and what just happened? Um, you know that Eris Shen needs to get away from these people. Um, and you see that your friends, <laughs> your friends are working on it. But uh, what's going to be your move here? Well, hello everybody. Great to be back. Hey. Love to see all of y'all. Um, I like no the surprise. Way. It was nice. So I was, oh, like, I was yes, wondering where you, you were. Much. Um, yeah, you know way I'm gonna miss this. Um, so knowing that this group of guys probably can handle a bunch of thugs and a pig face man, I'm gonna go to the lady in question and try to I have shortcut, so I'm just gonna try to help her get away. Because if that's what she's trying to do, I'm sure I have ways to contact these dudes. I'm gonna kinda I'm gonna see uh um drop his lightsaber. And then kind of just, you know, hit him with the, I guess things never change. <laughs> and then I'm just going to walk over to her and then uh, try to help her escape. Perfect. So go ahead and make a, a streetwise check. And I'm going to uh, update your sheet here. One B. Do we trying to do with the... 
So one B is just one boost. Yes. Is that what you were putting in there for the modifier? Yeah, yeah. Or just okay. a reminder. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so yeah, go ahead and do a streetwise check against three purple as you're you're approaching Ereshen, who may or may not know, but uh, you're trying to kind of direct her into a place that would be a bit more quick for her to, to get out of range here. Oof. So as you're pushing through the crowd, um, you're not able to get where you need to. Maybe the crowd's just too thick. Uh, you still have an idea of where you need to go, um, but maybe you, you're trailing her, or maybe you can't even get to her. So, Clip, you tell me, actually, um, what happens here to where you can't take her on the shortcut, and then with that advantage, what would you like to see? Um, well, Clip is very weak, so maybe just crowd's movement is just too much. She's getting bumped around too much. Loses visual, loses track pretty quickly. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, I did I, just quickly before we get too far on this because I just remembered not to be that guy, but I did pass three boosts on to the next PC. Yeah, yeah, yes. I did forget. There's... I just said that. Yeah. If you want to go ahead and just roll three boosts separately, and then we'll add them to that roll. You can uh, cross your droid fingers to see if there's a success in there. Oh, they're crossed. Let's see. So three blues, yeah. Yep, you got it. Oh my gosh. One <laughs> yes! success. Yes! <laughs> Thank you, awesome. No, all right. So, uh, perfect. So, Cliff, you, you do manage to, maybe you feel a little weak before you get up there, but you, you manage to push through with one success and one advantage. Uh, so, yeah, tell me what the shortcut looks like and where you guys are headed. Oh my gosh. Okay. My, my lady. We gotta get out of here. We gotta go quick. These people are gonna tear your face off. We don't worry about those three guys. I'm sure they can handle them. Just follow my lead. I think I know these streets when I was younger. We can get out of here. And she, and she looks over at you, kind of startled as, as you came up next to her. And she says, Clef, no need to be so formal. Uh, yes, but please, leave me out of here. These fellows that you sent to meet me don't seem to have stopped them in the least. Only anger them. But, uh, so they it's, have uh, she, their ways. <laughs> and so she she begins to follow you closely, kind of putting a hand on your chest, on your body, as as you begin to weave through oh. the crowd. And so, so where do you think you take her? Like, uh, just like further, like a uh, just further into a crowd, into even a more crowded place, or down a back alley, or yeah, to like a safe area down a bit, you know, like maybe a corner coffee shop, maybe grab something to drink while they they take care of the busy stuff, but just far enough to be safe, and then we'll re probably reconvene after. Okay, perfect. This is a great time for that because it was Eris's turn, so your actions will get her medium range. Then on her turn, she will continue on. And actually, since you're with her, I'll go ahead and move you to or as well to long range uh so for you, they're not going they're not going into space here that's just the picture but uh they're just getting further and further away they're they're technically long range from friends here uh so we're at the top of the round here uh, i know it's 10:08, and i know we're right in the middle of this but let's take a quick like five minute break um for anybody needs to grab refreshments or use the restroom and then we'll come back and see where this takes us as eris is as it may be Pawn, Alexandria, and Atrock. Atrock, as you pick up your lightsaber, Alexandria, as you're uh, trying to say into your calm uh, to tell people to attack, which, see, see where that got you, right? Um, and then Pawn, as you're getting closer, you also see that Eris is 
simply disappeared. Um, and you, you didn't see Clep in this, so only Alexandria heard his voice. So we'll pick up there right when we come back. So everybody just uh, reconvene when you can, and then, we'll, yeah, we'll wait for you, Pond. No, no problem. Yep. All right, boys, be back. Yep, in a sec. Alrighty. <laughs> the Aatrox here. Are we missing anybody? I'm Saw here. Some movement for Nomos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's heard Aatrox. Is he pawn? Got Alexandre. Oh, a thumbs up. Very cool. Oh, I didn't know that you could do that. Very cool. All right. Um, we are going to go ahead and continue. So we have Clep and Eris have kind of, we'll say, turned a corner and kind of are out of sight now. Pawn, Alexandria, and Atrox, you've, um, on your last turns, you've, you've each kind of uh, did your own thing as far as tailing some of these these people or Atrox even assaulting one of them. Um, but uh, now you find that they've refocused their attention even after... Uh, one of them yelled at you, Atrox. They refocus their attention on the crowd, and they start looking around, and then they start to walk even faster towards that place where Eris um, kind of disappeared to. So we have one PC who can who can go here. I'd like to. We'd like to go. Ooh. Aggressive, I like it. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, very much so. And so I'm going to go up and with my brand new brass knuckles punch one of these punks. All right, so just the, uh, what, the one closest to you, or? Yep, just one of the ones closest to me. Very good, very good. Um, and so... because of my Shicho Knight Warrior uh, multiple opponent, I get to add a boost die to this. Oh, very good, so you're like, I like the idea that you, you almost like get in front of them a little bit as they're pushing through the crowd, and then all of a sudden they're like almost, they're about to brush by you, and then you, you're about to strike with these brass knuckles. Um, so it would be two purple. Or the difficulty. They do not have adversaries. So you're good there. And that should be it. Do you have the brass knuckles added to your combat tab by chance? I do. Okay, perfect. So it'll just roll your brawl if you have it tied to your brawl skill. It is. So just click on two purple and then click out and click on the dice there. On you got levels. it. Yep. Um, on brass knuckles, yep. yep almost did fists. <laughs> that would work too. Hey, yo. All right, so um, you got damage plus one and one there. What's your brawn rating? Oh, it didn't add a boost die. I forgot to add a boost die. Let me roll just one. Yeah, roll that boost die separately. Forgot to add that myself. What is that? What is that boost die from? Um, from my Shicho Knight Tree, multiple okay, opponent, cool, cool, cool. lightsaber yep, melee or brawl combat checks. Add a Boost that. Okay, cool. And so, never mind. Uh, Zero. Nothing. All right, but you do have a brawn of four and the damage plus one, so that's a five base plus success. That's six. And, um, and then you have two advantages there. What would you like to do with those two advantages? You can disorient them for three rounds. <laughs> Um, or you can do something else for two advantages, whatever you whatever you wish. Um, how many does disorientate take? 
Two two advantages. It would take both of them to activate okay. it. I was gonna say that would give them a step back. So say Knuckles has disorientate three. Yep. So the three means they would be disoriented for three rounds. Okay. So yeah. Oh, that's nice. Say again. Oh, I, I was just saying that's nice. Disoriented for three rounds. Dang. Yep. I'll do uh, disorientate for two rounds on this guy. Right. This one. Oh, the one down here. Yep. Okay. Very good. So the blow that you gave to this one with your brass knuckles wasn't enough to um, take him out yet. Uh, you can tell that after the hit, he is very much seemingly confused about where he is. So uh, tell me what that looks like, Pawn, as you've stumbled upon these folks here. Uh, as these guys try to uh, refocus themselves in tracking down uh Clep and Eris all of a sudden just this Nautilin comes up from behind, grabs one of them on his shoulder, spins him around, boop, and just punches him for absolutely no reason. No, exactly. That's all they see. Awesome. And smiling the whole so, time doing it. Dink. Of course, like a Nautilin would, right? Yeah, those Kit Fisto just like pictures. Kit Fisto would. Yes. Perfect. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so you punch him right in the temple, we'll say, and he he uh, has his hand over his face, and you can already see blood running down. It's ah, oh, oh, and he, he's like blinking as he's looking up. Some of the others have walked a little bit past, but you can tell that, that that's caught the attention of at least a few of them. Um, and now he's he's kind of keeled over, looking up at you. At this point, you can tell that he's he's not all there though. So that brings us to those NPCs. However, sorry, Pond. Anything else you want to do there? Um, no, no, just look at him, punch him, smile, and say hello. <laughs> nice. Um, so what we're gonna do the Latrillion, uh, behind you, uh, he, or in this position here, um, he motions for the two on the right, he motions forward to where Eris was, and they're going to. Uh, kind of in a quickened step, make their way there. So now, um, Eris and company are now just uh, medium range instead of long range from these two in particular. Um, however, he then steps forward to you, Pawn, and he's going to use a coercion check. So, what is your, what is your discipline? Discipline is one yellow, two green. Oof. Okay, so his difficulty can be one red, two purple. However, I'm going to flip a point here. Because <laughs> it's not like you have a bunch. Right, so now we're two and two. I'm going to flip a point and I'm going to upgrade my side. I, I He's would gonna, mind doing oh, that for sure. If y'all are you're going to okay flip a point that. too? So we go one and one here. No objection. <laughs> I didn't hear anything, so I, I guess that's a, that's a yes. So if you want to, go ahead and flip that point, and I'll upgrade that side as well. Uh, oh, use light side. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so I upgraded uh, both sides, and this uh, Latrillion comes up, and with the, the assistance of his partner here, 
uh, and I'm gonna give it a boost since since that that'll be that person's turn. Um, just supporting the Latrillian, giving uh, him a yes, boost. Yes, you there. do need to roll a destiny dice. Clap rolling a destiny. Oh, sorry, dice. does someone have a question? Oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, roll your destiny, and it'll get added to the the pool. That's a great point, Clap. Yeah, he's going to come up to you, though, Pawn. As you're smiling, he takes you by the shoulder and spins you around. And he has this long cloak on, just like the others. And he kind of pushes it back. And he says, hey, Narlin, see this? And he points to his blaster pistol. And he says, if you mess with my boys, get one of these shot right in your skull. You understand? And before you say anything, he's going to roll coercion here. And so I have a difficulty of... Two purple and one red, which is your discipline, mm-hmm. with an upgrade, because you flipped. Thanks, Clep, for the two dark side points. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has one upgrade and one boost, because his thug here is going to be standing next to him, also kind of showing uh, their blaster pistol at their side already. The one that's disoriented is, is no uh, kind of no um, effect here. So let's roll coercion. Oh, no. All right, so Pawn, you can respond in kind. Uh, it doesn't seem to phase you. So what does Pawn say? After that, Pawn just laughs. <laughs> Go, you know, then does does this. Just just <laughs> bring, bring it out. Yeah, that's awesome. So so they're both like kind of showing their weapons here. One of them just has like a bloody eye um, that's kind of behind you now, right? The one that you've almost turned your back to. And Alexandre and Atrock, you see just Pawn standing in the middle of them, just a giant smile. His his teeth almost glistening in the crowd at uh, how happy he is that uh, this has happened. And that brings us to a PC. Any PC who's not pawn. <laughs> I'll go next. So if, uh, if my lightsaber is back in hand, I will uh, stride right back up to this guy and uh, we'll just uh, rinse and repeat what happened last time, except hopefully with way more success. Uh, so you're going to try to beat him again with the lightsaber? Yep, that's, that's about all I have. I'm not going to ignite it. I'm just going to uh, give him a good uh, whack on the back of the head, on the back of the neck, hopefully. All right, so it's going to be two purple with one upgrade again since he's adversary one. And go ahead and roll that uh, that melee check whenever you're ready. Brawl. You said they were the same things for you. Anyways. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, better. You got a pretty weird it's echo or something going on right now, Atrock. I do. Ah, that's yeah, what I'm it's, hearing. It's not bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not too bad. It just sounds a little, a little echoey. You're right, but it's probably just you're probably in a big room, right? Like your living room or something. Yeah, I also turned a little bit. So, is it better now? Yes. Oh, yeah, it was probably my fan was hitting my microphone. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So you that's have three successes right? there. What is your brawn rating, Atrock? Four is what I'm saying. Yes, four. Okay. Uh, so four plus three, seven. Very nice. And there's an automatic threat on there. So Atrock, you're going to gain one strain, and we'll we'll just say that it's from uh, some frustration just on on the inside. Uh, and the automatic uh, threat. I'm just going to show this to you guys. If you scroll down, there's the improvised weapons there. Um, but yeah, but you do manage to impact him this time. So tell me about that. You managed to do a little bit of damage here. What does that look like from Matrox's perspective? 
uh, just, you know, walks up, has the lightsaber almost um, like in both, takes both his hands and like kind of straddles it like it was a soup ladle and just brings it down right in between this guy's uh, shoulder blades, just a little bit higher than last time, right at like the base of his neck. Oh, awesome. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe that strains from you're like gripping it extra hard, make sure it doesn't come out this time. Yeah, making sure uh, it's not going anywhere this time. Yeah, the yeah, little yeah. kids getting in the way. Yeah, but you managed to hit him again, and, and he's still like showing his weapon to Pawn. You can you can see Pawn laughing as you smash into the back of his um, kind of the upper or the lower part of his neck, rather, right? And uh, and again, Pawn, what you see is this Lutrillion just immediately kind of bending over, just killing over from the impact of it, and you see Atrock behind him with that lightsaber in hand right after he had hit uh, the Lutrillion, and the Lutrillion just goes, gosh! And he turns back to Atrox, you again? Oh, now you're asking for it. Chuck, anything else you can do here? Um, let's see, three successes. Nope, I'm done. Very good. We have uh, another PC. <clears throat> okay. Uh, am I within range of uh, punching um, that uh, weird-looking dude? Uh, if you move one range band as your maneuver, then absolutely, yes. All right, I will do that and punch. All right, so go ahead and make that brawl check. It'll be against um, two purple and a uh, an upgrade since he has adversary. I like that as he's reeling from a lightsaber being jabbed into his back. <laughs> Alexander's just pushing himself through. The oh my god! Look at that! It's like Alexander. it's like that sated Rick and Morty when they like are on steroids and just start time traveling to beat up Nazis and stuff, and they're all roided out. Oh, what a crush! Oh no, that's brawl. Never mind. So Alexander, um, so you have a, what a, a brawn of four, so. That ends up being eight damage there for Soak. Um, so, Alexander, what does that look like? You, you managed to, to hit a pretty good blow on this guy. Uh, I think um, it, it just a, a combination from having been around Aatrox. I could, I could see this thing happening. And as the dude turns, my fist just meets him as he's trying to turn around and say something to Atrock again and just bap right in that weird ass face. <laughs> that weird ass face, yeah. Yeah, he's turning like around and you're catching that momentum as he's turning right into your fist in the opposite direction. Um, and he like almost spins like 180 degrees back, like opposite of you. And uh, if this species has teeth, it's now one just like pops out and skitters across the ground being kicked by the crowd. He's now walking around, although they're taking notice of something happening after Atrock and Alexandria assaulted uh, this Lutrillion yet again. Not to mention Pawn uh, smashing someone's face here. Uh, hey, Alexander, anything else? Um, nope. I I don't think I can do anything else. I could probably move a little bit more, but I'm I'm cool with what happened. Okay, awesome. So that brings us to Clip here. Okay. So uh, these two are chasing me and the daughter, correct? Yeah. As you guys, it's almost like a. Um, Okay, I I think of it as like a John 
Wick style, whoever's seen that in like the train stations, they're like walking briskly, but also kind of violently in a way. Um, yes. Through through this market row, this busy street in the underworld of Bespin. So is how wide is the road? Um, it's pretty wide. I would say 40 feet maybe wide, but there's people at every foot. You know, it's it, you're pushing and shoving people as you go, no matter which way you okay. go. Okay, are there... Are there any shops left and right? Yes, there's different kiosks and stalls. Um, there's some shops like that you could have like doors that you could go into, um, but most of them are pretty seedy, from which you can tell. Pretty what? They seedy, like they don't look like they're in good repair. Like everything inside is kind of crashed, almost. Um, it's not really a, a well kept. <clears throat> could I make a streetwise check to determine if any of these locations would be good to hide in? Or safe yes. to hide in in this area of town. Absolutely. So make a three purple streetwise check as you're looking around to try to find a hiding spot. Uh, after you, and as you're doing that, I'll just narrate that a bit. So as you had taken her around that corner in that in that first shortcut that you took, right? Um, now you're looking for another place to hide, and you turn around, and you see these two thugs still pushing forward towards you, and so now you're looking for a final way out here. So three purple. Streetwise. Um, and quick question before I roll this: I don't have to always add the blue boost because it's just added automatically, correct? That's right. If you have the okay. one B in there, it's added automatically. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Oh man. Oh, oh interesting. Good lord. All right. So, so nice. What? You actually yes. notice? Speaking of of not well kept shops, you notice that one door is kind of partially wedged open like at a at an odd angle but enough for you and Eris to maybe slip in and get out of sight and you feel that it's close enough to where you can do so before these thugs that are following you can uh, can see um however uh for strain sorry not for strain um those threats actually I'll, I'll pass it to you for a second that triumph what do you want to happen with that triumph so, so you said the shop. I do have a. There's a shop that you said was run down that we can hide in. Yeah, it, only, it looks like it's uh, abandoned, but the door is slightly ajar because the the door itself is kind of fit in there at an angle to where you, if you ducked enough and kind of went into the corner, you could you and Eris could fit in. Okay, I will say I'll try to say that with the triumph, I will for sure know it's safe to hide at. Okay. Good move. That's like I I knew it was safe to hide. All right, all right, I'll accept that. Uh, So, so uh, yeah, so you move in and you duck into that door uh, just in time as as these two looks kind of start to push forward and and now as they pass, they're only feet away. Um, With the threat, though. Let's see. Give me one second. Uh, with the threat, we'll say that the, the thugs quickly, after they realize that they, they don't see you anymore, they start to double back. And so now you see them walking back towards the location they came from, which is where your friends, Anitrak and Alexandria, are. All right. So uh, I see people measuring out there. So technically, the range bands are about 25, but we're not really sticking to that if they were so these thugs were and in fact they haven't really gone yet so that, that was really just narrative uh, but they were short range from from the group 
And for their turn, spoiler alert, they'll likely keep following Eris and Clep until uh, they notice that they're gone. Clep, so anything else that you want to you wanna add here as you duck into that abandoned? Can I phone back to Alexandria at all, or would that be too much? Sure. No, yeah, you can do that as an incidental. That would be great. Alexandria? Hey, yes. You have more coming back? We're safe and hidden. Try to make quick work. Noted. Alrighty. Now okay. I'll relay that <clears throat> over our own comms. Well, we're kind of right there, so you could just yell it. <laughs> yeah, I could, but I'll do it over the comms oh, so okay. the other people don't know. They're safe. They're in the coffee shop up yeah. the street. <laughs> yeah, this is the address exactly. Well, maybe not exactly what he maps. said, but you know, don't worry about them. Get the thugs. That would or be something. great. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe uh, Alexandria, as you're whispering that into the columns, Pawn and Atrox, you have this knowing look. You share a knowing look in between all three of you as as you're piecing together what's happening, and at the same time, you're noticing that maybe the thugs are, are starting to double back, although they're. They're far away at this point. Um, so we're at the top of the round, which actually is Eris Shin's turn. So I'll just take her turn to, um, as she ducked into that abandoned shop with Clep, uh, you guys are kind of in this dark room. You can't really see any anything in the shop, but just very dimly lit. And the, the lights at that are coming from outside of the shop. Uh, so she's kind of sitting there up against the wall, a little bit out of breath, but not too bad. She seems pretty tough Clep, from what you can tell. Uh, right, but right. she looks... She, she looks to you, and and uh, and she has a glove on, and she starts to take it off and tuck it into her pocket, and she says, oh, Gosh, my husband will never leave me alone, will he? I, I guess not. Jeez. You know? Oh, since but... these... Sorry, Clep, didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, by all means, I was just saying that, you know, it, it's good exercise. <laughs> that it is, Clef. That it is. But uh, he keeps sending his his thugs over here to follow me, eye on me. Oh, but uh, I think the group that you got, if they can handle those guys, that'll be a good test for them. What do you think? Oh, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I wouldn't leave them alone with a deadly enough threat that would kill them and just leave them dead on the street. I mean, I would never do that. <laughs> and she paused for a second and said, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'd never do that, right? Yeah, let's try to find an espresso machine or something in here. I mean, this place looks pretty nice. <laughs> you start rummaging around for. <laughs> hey, do it, do it, uh, do a three purple, one setback perception check. All right. <laughs> is that a red? Uh, no, three purple, and then one setback is a black, and that'll be okay. just for the the darkness. All right, blind droid. Let's see here. Actually, yeah, I was going to say, you probably have some sort of night vision in that droid body of yours. Oh! Um, you find ooh. an old espresso machine, but uh, it looks like with that threat, you're out of, uh, like, I don't know if espresso machines take pods or whatever in the Star Wars oh. world, but uh, you open it up. Mechanically, you open it up. Just look inside. Empty. Uh, why is the espresso always growing? <laughs> we'll find some more club. Don't worry. And she, but she, you can see her kind of peeking out the window, this large window uh, that's so dusted over it's hard to see out of. Uh, but she's kind of trying to peer out of it and say, uh, are they going to make it? I guess we'll see. And that'll take us to 
up of the round to our first PC. So, Alexandria Pond, a truck. If you don't mind, I'd like to go again. So you. Yeah. Um, seeing our other two join the fray here. Um, so these guys are within uh, range, short range at the moment. Is that correct? Yes, the two um, two are in, within short range. Yes, correct. Then I'm going to leave the party and go say hi to these guys. Huh. Nice. So yeah. punching the one man, laughing in, in the Latrillian's face, quickly turning to the other two, uh, then what happens, Pawn? Uh, nope. Uh, you know what? For fun, I'm going to kick one in the balls. <laughs> So are you doing this leisurely? Like you're just now like just like walking through the crowd again towards walking these guys? through the crowd. Turn this one around and kick him in the gonads. Nice. So let's do a another brawl check here. This one's just will that do be a uh, two purple. Is the difficulty? Is that right? Oh, you can do fist. Yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, I guess I could do brawl. Maybe I don't know. Uh, fist fist actually should be the exact same as yeah. brawl. All right. Yeah. Oh, I miss. <laughs> and oh, okay, you missed. Yeah, but you have three advantages oh, there. No, so. I have one blue. I forgot to roll my blue again. Ooh, roll that, roll that boost. Uh, talk going, and I keep forgetting about those multiple opponent blues. Ah, hey, there we, there we go. So four advantages, one success. Right, so uh, you managed to quickly approach them, and you said to kick them. So what does that look like? Um, just kind of like I did the last guy, just grab him, spin him around, and the the one in front, the one in front, so I stop both of them. All right. Gotcha. Pass the other one. So you mean? Kind of, kind of may brush up against him, get his attention, and grab the one in front, spin him around, just kick him as hard as I can. <laughs> so uh, as you do that, um, you, you as you kick him, you you notice that the the cloak and they have this padded armor on that they're actually pretty well protected uh better than what you assumed and they don't like keel over as you would had hoped uh however they do take oh, the oh the wait brunt of the blow. i forgot that i took a control i almost forgot this la i did forget it last time but i'm gonna use it this time i have in enhance i can use the force on brawl checks okay add successes uh yes, well let's see. Um, yeah, so go, it just says yeah, enhance now, so can be used should... with broad skill. Um, can, yep. So you would roll. So go ahead and roll your force die, and you can spend one force point to gain one success or one advantage. Your choice. I almost forgot that again. Ooh, using dark side so you can right. actually use it if you if you. Take one strain and one conflict, you can gain one extra success on that hit. Uh, no, I won't do that. No? No. All right, okay. so maybe as you, you approach, you feel that welling inside of you, and at the last moment, you decide... You feel the urge to kick them in the nuts, and you just do a, a, a solid <laughs> blow. A solid, solid right glove <laughs> tap, and they dink. Oh, that, that's what I got. It went, it went right in between the two testes and just got nothing but sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, that's I, exactly I what happened. Used my shin instead of my toe. 
come on, come on, Pond. <laughs> but yeah, you, so you see, they, they took the force of the blow, but it wasn't as uh, as devastating as you might think. And uh, now they're both the the one who you pushed past. Um, they're both your full attention. Um, let's see. Um, with let's see, two of those, I'd like to give a. Um, is it a setback die to one up to the guy I tried to kick? I can do that, right? With two of them? Yeah, two of the advantages? Absolutely. And then I want to give the other two to our next PC. Okay, so the next PC who goes in that 2-0 slot will gain two boosts. So don't don't forget. Um, and then the setback for Smojo I tried to kick. Yep, and I put that little uh, indicator, the frightening indicator... A reminder there for the setback, and they will go ahead and go now. The one who has uh, the setback is going to try to um, recover quickly, and it is kind of killed over halfway. They notice that it's not as bad as they thought, and uh, they pull their hand out, and you notice a set of brass knuckles on him, and he tries to return the favor directly into your chin. So, what is your? Do you have any sort of like melee defense? Yes, I do. One. One. So one black, two purple. Um, I'm going to start spending these like I eat candy. I'm going to flip a point here. Got plenty nice. of them to upgrade. Um, and we're going to do some brass knuckles. Any other defensive stuff? I think you might have parry, but that, that'll be after the fact. I do have parry if I want to. Yeah. If you want to use it afterwards. All right, then, uh, so... He comes up with the brass knuckles directly towards your chin. Ooh, managed to land for six wounds, but your soak is six, Pawn. So, you know what? I'll say uh, instead of hitting your face, he kind of hits you in the gut in that armor that you have on, meets those brass knuckles, and it just kind of scrapes against it and kind of deflects it to the side. And, uh, and you see some fear in this thug's eyes. I, look I at did forget. Say, You're not the only one who came prepared. Yeah, <laughs> and I did forget to roll that one extra setback for uh, for uh, the last attack they did the two advantages. So uh, they will gain some strain here for that one setback that I just rolled there. Uh, the one behind is going to do the same thing, Pond. So it's almost like a after that one brushed off your off your armor, the other one's going to go for the back of your head. And it's going to be two purple, one setback for your armor. Um, I won't flip a point this time. I will use my brass knuckles. Ooh, hey oh, so we got five. Oh, but that's not going to get past your soak again. But we'll say they hits the back of your head, but not enough, not enough to injure you. But uh, with that triumph, I'm going to engage Disorient 3. So you will add a setback for the next three rounds to whatever skill that you use. Um, All right. And then after he hits you and notices that he didn't really do any damage except for maybe just confuse you for a second, uh, they'll gain one strain from that as well for that threat. You see Pong go, um, ooh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, and this one here that's still reeling from the shot they had in the face, it's going to take his brass knuckles and come up to Atrock try to do the same thing Atrock as you've now just hit the Latrillion with your your saber um, as an improvised weapon. Do you have any melee defense? I do, one. Nice. Okay, so one black, two purple, 
gauge ranged, and some brass knuckles. There'll be seven wounds, and your soak is seven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jeez, dude. All right. And then Alexandria, I don't think any uh, surprise here. The one next to you, directly to your north, is going to do the same thing. Do you have any melee defense? Uh, how would I tell that? So, right next to your wounds and strain on your character sheet, there's a defense. Um, there's a defense marker. Is this that is on combat? Made. No, it's it's right above all those tabs where it sees oh. your wound, strain, no defense. And defense. Nope. Okay. All right, so there should be two purple then, and it'll be that brass knuckles again. Oh, no defense necessary because... Alexandre, are you you've been practicing like you're you're dodging? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so they swing at you right after you you calm to everybody. Uh, it's got to be one of those scenes where I'm like punch punch duck from right. uh, practice, and the other person just accidentally punches while I'm ducking. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Yeah. So he swings over you as you duck. Um, as, as you and the Latrillian are probably meeting eyes at this point, because I think you <laughs> nice. just clocked him as well. Um, but the Latrillian is going to turn around to both you and, and Atrox here, and he's going to attempt a similar action as he did with Pawn. As he turns around, he pulls his blaster this time and like, aims it between both of you. He's just, and, but he's like holding the back of his head as he's doing this. And he says, I told you to get back. You stop it now. I will, I will fire upon you right now if you don't stop. And uh, so as he's doing this, there would be a coercion check. What is, each of you tell me your discipline, please. Mm-hmm. What dice mm-hmm. do you have for your discipline? I like that chuckle. That's um, skills. Yes. Uh, one, is that, do I just say one yellow, one green? Yeah, that works. I'm three green for my discipline. Okay, three green, and you have one yellow. What's yours, Alexandra? One yellow, one green. One yellow, one green. So ultimately be purple, one yellow, because I'll take the highest of the attribute, which I th- Alexandra, you probably have two, and then and then Atrox has three for whatever attribute that is, and then you have one rank, Alexandra. So two purple, one red is going to be the difficulty. Um, I'm going to flip another point here. Try to dissuade you from uh, from harming these folks. Poor innocent folks, right? They're just watching out for their friend. Uh, and some job. coercion here. Yeah. But you want to flip a point back? Only, Only one, one. Point. Nah. No? Okay. I kind of want to see narratively how this plays out. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay, so uh, it doesn't succeed. So, Alexandria Natrock, you do not feel coerced or intimidated in the least as this blaster pistol's out, but he does have a triumph. So, I'll give you an opportunity here. Just out of curiosity, say, I thought a success counted, or a triumph counted as one success. It does, but if you look at the dice, I have two successes and one triumph, and then three failures. So, even though the triumph counts as, su- oh, as okay. a success, I have three successes, three failures, they still cancel, but okay. the triumph okay. still takes effect. Um... So Alexandria Natrock, I'm going to give you uh, an opportunity to do something benevolent here. Um, because, yes, he failed, yet something miraculous happens in this coercion. His advantage. Do either of you want to uh, suggest or volunteer something before I... Say, say all those words again. 
So he, <laughs> I don't even remember them. So he's pointing this weapon at you, and neither of you are intimidated or coerced. So you're not being right. forced to do anything. However, with the triumph that he gained, that means that something really good happens narratively here. So for I'm him. Gonna, for him, which means yeah. his his uh, goal is to get you guys to back off. Is well, like I think station station guards show up. And this, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. So, um, and either we all bail or we fight the guards. That that's what where my brain went. Um, there you go. Atrock, do you want to say something different? No, I like that reinforcements. Yeah, fantastic suggestion. All right. So as he's pointing the gun at you, um, neither of you seem to be backing down in fact do do either one of you want to say or it's like emote something in this moment as he has this blaster pistol aimed at you pathetically because he's holding the back of his head and he you guys have hit him multiple times um uh i think it 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 would be something along the lines of uh uh you're backing away not us Hey, Chuck's going to put up his middle finger and say, how many fingers am I holding up right now? <laughs> and he's, he continues to back up as he notice, he's noticing that it's not quite working, um, that his usual tactic isn't uh, taking effect here. But then suddenly you hear some voices from behind. As you look back, you see like, bluish purple hats kind of pushing through the crowd. And there's um, there's oh, seven shit. of them. Hey, Chuck's, we got to go. <laughs> Perfect. And yeah, and you see, you see uh, seven wing guard officers, which you, you, they're like the police officers of Bespin City, kind of pushing through the crowd. And they all are, they have their like batons or stun weapons out already. You can hear one of the officers uh, yelling above the crowd, like, "Hey, you! St- stop right there! Put your hands up!" Then Alexandre says says his piece there, and you can already tell that the Latrillian and, and the thugs are starting to like back up, kind of cautiously from you. Yeah, if there's a moment for me to once again try that that leadership tactic, I, I would I would do that. I could do the first turn on the next round and give us all like this this quick movement just to fade back into the crowd as quick as we could. Okay. If you want to go ahead and take that uh, initiative slot, go ahead and do a two purple leadership check. Oh, very good. Nice. All right, so first off, Alexandria, maybe at the the sheer number of the wing guard officers coming towards you gives you uh, a little bit of nervousness as, you know, you don't want to be arrested first thing as you lean on Bestman. So gain one strain from that, um, and this works. So uh, tell me what you're telling to Atrock and Pawn at this point, and then each of you can suffer a strain to take a free maneuver here. So Alexandria, what does that look or sound like? I just, uh, I go, uh, <clears throat> uh, the guard's out, let's bail. And uh, we just turn, flip our uh, hoods over, and, and just quickly fade into the to the crowds. Honor, Atrock, any... Butter, anything else? I see a thumb up. Atrock, anything from you? 
I'd like to, because uh, I never got to do this last session and I, or last uh, campaign, and I kind of regret it, using my coercion more. I'd like to, um, like, you use my coercion since it's a lie to, like, yell out to the guards in, like, as mo- as a, a defenseless and helpless voice as possible. Yeah. Yeah. P- point at the, uh, the, the, the pug face dude and just go, like, there are kids and he's got a gun! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, is that, is that a deception or, or a coercion? Are you, like, intimidating them into this? No, I'm not intimidating. I, I want to, like, coerce them into thinking he he's the one that's, you know, that started this and is the antagonist. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so uh, the the Vanguard Sergeant's discipline is one red and two purple, so that'd be the difficulty. Go ahead and roll a coercion check. Okay. <laughs> can, I, can I flip a light side point on this? Hey, dude, yeah, yep. same, same Go rules. for it. You're probably not asking me. I should. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you, you guys. Yeah, give him more. Two purple and one red. Purple, one red, and then you have an upgrade on your side. Yep. In fact, I'll give you a boost as well because the Latrillian does have a weapon in hand. So there's some truth to that for sure. <laughs> it's deception. Right. It's true at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like for any uh, WWE fans, it's like uh, when Eddie Guerrero hits or hits the chair on the mat and then throws it at the guy and then lays down so the ref disqualifies the other guy. Ah, <laughs> uh, there we go. Excellent. So, yes! Immediately, Atrock, I can imagine you like kind of fading, like you, like kind of backpedaling as you're doing that, like pointing at the Latrillian with the gun. Um, but immediately, because the, the sergeant and the officer is are like putting their heads up over the crowd to try to, to try to get a, a good vision of, of that group. And uh, as Alexandria kind of aids into the, the crowd and then pawn you fade back as maybe those that you're with are now their attention's turned to the main group and what's happening there. Uh, Atrek gives you back pedal. I'm uh, sorry. Oh, do I see that? the uh, guards coming in? Uh, you probably hear it more than you see it. If you see anything, you probably just see like the, the tops of their batons or their stone weapons. Okay. You, yeah, you hear Alexandre's um, Alexandre's suggestion to to kind of back off. You see the sergeant, and the officers uh, switch their focus from a tracker Alexandre or, or anything outside of that directly on the Latrillian. You can see the Latrillian's eyes wide as well as his fellow thugs, and uh, they begin to backpedal themselves and try to to run into the crowd of market row and try to disappear you see the seven wing guards chasing all the while as until they until they all disappear to the crowds into the distance all right so at this point I think we lost them clip can i use those four advantages to clear my strain uh yes absolutely uh do i uh I, I don't know how this happened. Silas doesn't, but I, I'm assuming that um, I could follow the channel that Klepp had uh, um, sent that message through, and I could just quickly uh, um, let them know that we're free. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I do that. Klepp, we're, uh, we're free. Where are you at? Howdy, good friend. Um, it's a little hot in this area. Let me speak with my contact and find a good place for us to meet. Hold on, let me put you on hold for a sec. I turn to the other guys and I'm like, 
<clears throat> Clips, Clips got me on hold. <laughs> I traveled all the way across the, the universe or the galaxy, and I'm on hold. I appreciate it. I really he, uh, appreciate it. He picked some horrible music, though. I, I was going to say, I'd like to think that Clip gave us some, like, you know, like, you know, we got the, the Max Rebo band or something going on. It's nice noodles. Unbelievable. Clep would ask the daughter if a good place, <laughs> where a good place to meet would be. Yeah, so uh, as you guys are sitting in the shop, she, she looks to you, oh, good place to meet. Yeah, well, I was going to say the droid hash, but and as she looks out the window, she can see the thugs like moving by and then the wing guard chasing after. She says, it looks like it's clear now. So let's do this, Clep. You know where my father's... Uh, my father's apartment is on level 50. Tell them to meet us there in about 30 minutes. Alrighty. Alexandre. Also, oh, sorry. I'll hold on. Yeah. Well, yeah. As you say, Alexandre, she's, and also, uh, oh, he, I'm sorry. He's sorry. He got me on hold again. We were, he was almost going to say something, and then he put me on hold again. <laughs> Somebody interrupted him. <laughs> Tell them sorry for the thugs. That's, uh, it's not a good welcoming party for them. I got you. I got you. No problem. Alexandria. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, thank you guys for coming to get me. I feel like that is, that is, that needs to be stated. Um, we're going to meet you at an apartment on level 50. She didn't give me a room to say what room should I say? Say that she, she sent the, like the exact coordinates or what, uh, or the coordinates, the address. Okay, right. apartment. Check, check your Apple Maps. We sent it to you. And, oh, and we wait. You Since you've been gone, I I switched to Google. Oh my gosh! Well, oh gosh, that's honestly I don't I don't know how to solve that. I have intelligence. I don't know how to solve that. But we just know if they go to the biggest apartment, you go complex. You can see and go to level fifty. We'll be there. I uh, I repeat that to uh, Pawn and Atrox. Let them know. Where we're uh, where we're moving to? You guys um, got any uh, comments or how we should travel there? Quickly. <laughs> no. A truck kind of skips in front of Pawn and kicks his leg out from under him, and he goes, "Last one there buys dinner." <laughs> Damn you! Oh, I just realized I didn't say sorry for the thugs, but my bad. Eris <laughs> just shakes her head. It's fine. I'll apologize to them myself. I'm a computer, but I got bad memory. Uh, I go meet my father before they get there. We have some things to discuss before they arrive. Roger. So, so Clep and Eris kind of off screen um, go their separate way. Uh, Alexandria, Atrock, and Pond, as you receive these this address, these coordinates on your uh, Apple Maps, although you're trying to reconfigure it into something Android-friendly. Um, anybody got a you fi- bad with that? Yeah, yeah. Anybody, anybody know how to uh, jailbreak my datapad? Um, currently, if everybody can see this map of Bespin, currently uh-huh. on this symbol here, about level 124, 125. 
and uh, you guys need to make your way up to level 50-ish, which is about here. So um, if one of you, whoever wants to take the lead, whoever's following this Google map, make a streetwise check, please. Two purple mm. streetwise check. Oh, jeez. Y'all got it. <laughs> I got two greens. That's it. I don't know about me. I got two greens as well. I use a light side point and then roll my streetwise. <laughs> <laughs> We're all two greens. <laughs> oh my god. So four hours later, we show up. <laughs> I'll, I'll roll it if no one else wants to. It's all you. You've had the best roll so far tonight, I think. Yeah, that's like two oh, hours no. later. <laughs> oh, oh, man, no. you, you should have flipped a point. Go on. Oh, man, I don't feel like uh, flipping a light side point for walking across the street. Can I send them like any directions to give them a boost or anything? Like deep, more detailed directions. <laughs> About an well, hour after, the address. Sent, an hour later. Oh, where yeah. are you guys? Uh, we don't. Uh, know. We have to uh, clap. Star Wars. Y'all yeah, yeah, McDonald's um, or what? We're we're lost. Um, uh, I think we're on level ninety three. You're and, telling uh, me you can't navigate. I, I don't know where we are. Base. <laughs> I didn't hear Alexandra, that. I'm sorry. Alexandra, you're telling me you can't navigate the giant diamond museum base? Come on now. <laughs> I I cannot seem to. Well, you know what? Uh, let me, um... Jeez, uh, I guess say where you are. Where are you guys at? Are you at the Starbucks? Uh, no. Um, uh, this is a Pete's coffee. A Pete's coffee, okay. <laughs> Um, I'll be I'll be down there in a second. Let me try to find my way down to you, and then I can bring you back. Great, we're on uh, level ninety-eight. Come on, we all know on Bespin the only thing they serve is um, Calrissian's calf. Oh yeah, there we go. Uh, that Calrissian's calf. So what do I roll? I roll three purple streetwise. Since you failed the first one, increase the three purple. All right, hopefully I don't fail this. That'd be that'd be bad. Yay! <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, still technically oh, a failure. Not, oh, no, we still didn't succeed. It's not a win. <laughs> I just do it really, really, really bad. Win really bad. Not, not a failure, but not a. Yeah. Not no, not how to I feel like how this looks is me, Pawn, and Aatrox are walking and wandering around and like. We're walking backwards at one point. <laughs> so is uh, Clep, and then we just run into each other. And yeah. you randomly find each other on chance. Yeah, yeah we're exactly. further away. Yeah, further away. So it's this air said to meet in 30 minutes. It's now been an hour and a half. You guys make it up to level 50. Um, and uh, so you proceed to level 50, where Aaron, you're told Aaron Shin, versus other keeps his apartment. And maybe Clep would maybe tell you this on the way, but not much else. Keeps everything else, even where he's been all this time, maybe uh, hush, hush for the moment. Um, but as you approach, as soon as you step up to the door, the door slides open and you see other Pantoran, this time a male, uh, answer the door. 
and he has kind of sharp features, the same kind of facial markings as a Pantoran does, blue skin, lighter hair, and you see Eris Shin, the one that you were to meet, Market Row, and hanging out in the back of the apartment there. He steps to the side and, and displays his hand out to the apartment and says, Please, better late than never. With a smile that you can tell is uh, maybe imp- he's a little impatient, a little disappointed at the fact that it's an hour after the uh, appointed time, but also very welcoming. So he ushers you inside to this lavish apartment he is currently in. I uh, slide up next to Clap, and I'm like, "Well, you haven't uh, you haven't done that bad for yourself. We uh." We worried the worst for you. Yeah. Honestly, I've just been talking in, talking in a British accent to them, and they've been just smiling at me, so it's been going pretty good so far. Uh, well, you could have told me that. I could have worked on my British accent. No, you got the thing down. Just do a little bit of a limp, you know, pull a cigar out every now and then. You'll fit right in, brother. We'll bleed them for all they got. Oh, this is one of those. I'm good at those. And I wink. I'm horrible at those. Just follow my lead. <laughs> so he, uh, as, as you guys file into the row and find some seats, uh, Aaron Shin is will, will walk slowly and confidently back around the room, around this fountain, back to his seat. And he motions to Eris, his, his Kyrgyz, some drinks. She half bows and turns and, and leaves to go to another room that you can assume is kitchen. And then he turns very quickly and, and holds his hands out and his, his kind of ornate uh, uh, robes that he's wearing, we'll say. His overcoat kind of uh, splays out for a moment as he does so. And he says, this I'm is, pleased. Uh, this is the father or this is the brother? This is the father, yep. Shen, I, I, I found out about him, right? You you found his name that he was an investor of sorts, and that's really all you could. It, there was nothing. Um, you didn't find anything nefarious about him. You just knew that he was an investor that spent some time now on Bespin on Cloud City. No, I see. I don't sit down. I go behind the couch that Atrock, not Atrock, uh, Alexandre is sitting in, and uh, I stand off to the side, but behind the couch, and I stay standing. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of okay. like a bodyguard. Okay. Anybody else uh, posturing here? Everybody I'll, else I'll taking st- a seat? I'll stand on their side. Nice. Touch? <laughs> Droid Truck can't sit down. I pull out the the pipe that uh, <laughs> um, Clep put in my pocket when he told me that I have a pipe. Yes. <laughs> and I pretend like I know how to use it. <laughs> nice. Very distinguished. You have a fusion cutter and you're just trying to light it. Pull <laughs> <laughs> out a frag grenade. Frag yeah. To light it. Incinerary grenade. Incinerary grenade. Yeah. I say, old I chap. this pin and... <laughs> All right, as Alexander is doing that, Atrock, anything from you? Are you distinguished and sitting down with some dignity here? Yep, I'm just watching. 
Nice. All right, I can, I can imagine Aatrox probably pretty laid back. Yeah, like you said, watching, looking for any cues for anything. Puts his feet um, up on so, one of those tables. Yeah, yeah. Dirty, dirties it immediately <laughs> <laughs> with that Onderon dirt that he's kept on his shoes. Um, but he turns around, and at first he turns around as if to put on some show, and then he looks at Alexandre oddly, eyebrow raised, as he's trying to light this pipe. Kind of shakes his head and says, oh, I'm pleased that you've came, albeit later than our appointed time. Um, but this guy, he's, he's middle-aged. He's Pantoran, like I said. He's dressed in these elegant blue and maroon uh, robes. And he continues to say, You have been recommended to me as people with a certain set of skills. We'll say, I have a job offer for you. A scheme that requires those skills. I'm about to propose is illegal confidential and could be somewhat dangerous and if you're successful could pay out tens of thousands of credits perhaps more i think you'll discover it well worth your trouble now which one of you are interested well i i i think we all go as one um, can you tell us more about your proposal? And I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I think, um, I just forgot the name of my character. Alexandre is, uh, like a little bit taken back here. Like I, 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 I went all the way across here to, uh, find Clep. Because uh, I felt horrible about what happened, and now all of a sudden, like I'm in the middle of a scam, or I'm in the middle of a, <laughs> a heist, or I'm I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to catch up here. I don't know if there's a role to see if I can fake that I'm trying to catch up, but that that's really, uh, you know, where I think Alexander's uh, Alexandre's head is at. Do, do um, a quick but, uh, uh, quick three purple deception check. <laughs> Just to just to keep like your face normalized, or maybe discipline. I'll I'll let you choose discipline or deception. Not purple. If I could like kind of put my hand on his shoulder and you know like give him a little squeeze, you know like help maybe try and calm him down, sure. give him a give him a boost. A boost. <laughs> like, you got Absolutely. this. You got this. Like, hey, hey, I know what, calm, exactly calm what you're down. thinking. Keep it. Keep it. Breathe. Breathe. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna use a light side on this. For sure. Excellent. What does that look like again? It's an upgrade? Upgrade on the left side. That dice pool. And then do I get a boost from... Uh, a pawn. Sure, yeah. I'll roll a discipline. What is it? Discipline. Oof. It's a wash. <laughs> it's a wash. So, uh, so right. maybe pawn's, pawn's hand on the shoulder... Uh, so a wash is technically a failure since it's not a oh. success. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, my, my <laughs> vernacular didn't come through there. But uh, his hand on your shoulder, maybe like you showed it for an instant and then his hand on your shoulder like recomposed you quickly. But as Aaron is, he had finished that spiel, he, he catches it and he looks back at Clip and says, and, and then looks back to you and says, Clip told me you'd be interested. He's the one who recommended you. Do not think this to be... Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, we're we're definitely uh, we're definitely interested. A trucker clip. Any any reaction from that 
counter there, that interaction? Um, trust me here, my new acquaintance. My old friends here are very capable. They fought in a battle. Okay, not many people can say that. And I don't know anybody who's not motivated by money. Even my friend Alexander here is super noble dude. He's still motivated by money. So we'll, they'll, they'll, well, they can do the job for you. Ain't that right, guys? And then Cub just looks at you, all of you. I shake my head, yes. Atrock, any anything here? Or are you just stoic at this point? I'm just listening. I just okay, cool. So Aaron Shin, yeah, he kind of eyes Clep for a moment, then eyes the rest of you as as Clep asks for that acknowledgement. And he continues as as Aris Shin, his daughter, is bringing out drinks to you, kind of handing you each. Um, a drink of, of different color. One is red, one's blue, even yellow. Uh, Clep, unfortunately, nothing's brought to you except for um, oil. A little, little bit of oil, yeah, that she kind of <laughs> squeezes on your joints. But I appreciate uh, that. he says, uh, well, a few days from now, a valuable gemstone will be auctioned here in Cloud City. And the gem is known as Jewel of Yavin. It has a reputation for being unstealable plan is this. You all to infiltrate the auction and manipulate the bidders to raise the bid. I want the jewel to sell for as much as possible a maximum return as we slice into the central computer network and redirect the auction credits to our own accounts. Right? And the gala and gem being held at a place called the Fig and Associates Art Museum isn't designed to protect an object that valuable, making this the best chance we have to steal it. Who heard me right? We're going to steal the gem twice. So he sits down after he says this, grinning from ear to ear. He says, well, what do you think? <laughs> Pawn just grinning from ear to ear. I uh, I think you're putting us at a quite a bit of risk. What uh, what do you think the reward for something like this would be? Well, you're right, my friends. Quite a bit of risk, but let me tell you, as a financier myself, with great risk comes great reward. And the reward you say or you ask about it will be will be great. We'll split <laughs> profits equally between. Each of us here, as, and he looks around and says, between the six of us, you know, my daughter included, myself included, um, and the diamond itself will be auctioning for tens of thousands, at least, if not hundreds of thousands of credits. If you remember, we are not only going to redirect the funds into an account that I set up, that amount, but we'll also steal the gym, which we can sell again. So whatever the price of the gym sells at, imagine that twice split six ways between us members. That will be your reward. This is when I finally say something. What kind of people will be at the auction? Ah, an excellent question, my Nautilin friend. There will be a few bidders, mostly high rollers, some coming in from other systems, most notably Kalfo the Hut, 
Uh, he is very interested in this gem for reasons I'm not sure of. And there are many others. Shreya, Ordasa, Milmicker, Pospoder. I'll give you a whole list of these bitters, yet there are only seven. I'll be invited. This gala is very restricted. The end is very difficult, but these people have already established their place there. And then as Eris comes back in the room, the daughter, she comes in with this kind of swagger about her, holding a drink of her own, just, forget my husband, Vorst Tabarith. He will be there as well. And the father says, ah, yes. Your husband, Vorst. Hopefully he will shoot the bid to the sky so we can steal as much of his money as possible. Um... As soon as he said hut, I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the worst. Well, uh, not they, a they the tend to, uh, well, you know, uh, one of Pawn's things is he was a slave. And mm. that's a big old flag for him. So when he hears stealing from a hut who typically have slaves, he's in. We would know that, I think. Twi'leks dancing from Fair chains up. and getting thrown into, you know, pits and eaten. Yeah, yeah. You know, generally that the huts are probably involved in some sort of slave trade and stuff. Yes, absolutely. I was thinking we would probably by now know a little bit of Pond's history. So oh, yeah, right. when yes. he's like, when he says "hut," I'm in. You guys go. Yeah, we know why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. um... I think uh, unless Aatrox has anything they want to say, I think it would be a... Uh, well, we we trust um, Clep. So tell us how 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 uh, how you're going to have us do this. Of course, like I said, the gala is a very ominous place to be. It's hard to get into, yet our one chance to do it to win the Cloud Car Grand Prix, a race held here in Vespin. Very notable, well-known. Um, comes with a 30,000 credit grand prize, which draws a lot of pilots to its cause. If we can win that, not only will you get that grand prize, which I will leave to you, you can have the 30,000 credits, I'm not concerned about that, but that will get you an invitation to the gala where we can place our bets and not only that, but steal the gem ourselves. Okay, so first, so I'm clear. We're going to win a race in a vehicle we don't own. And then we're the going to infiltrate a top secret jewel uh, um What's the word? What's the word for a fencing? Jewel fence. And then steal it again. From whoever buys it. Alexandre, if I may cut in just a sec. My employer here that I've invited you all to come across the universe to see has a goal. We are just here to accomplish that goal. We can do it however we really see. These are just courses, courses of action, so to speak. Um, I There's been much planning already. We 
this need a lot of the muscle, considering between four of you there are three lightsaber blades. I, that seems like a pretty good ratio, considering of how many people are in the universe. Oh, well, you should have just started with need muscle. I'm in. <laughs> yes. Well, as Droid Friend is correct, yeah, we do need the muscle. Uh, we need the bodies in there doing the work. Uh, we'll need a little bit more from you. Only uh, getting that invitation to the gala through winning the Grand Prix. We need a slicer, and I can ass- I assume from what I've heard from Clip is well equipped to do just that. The slicer we will need to to hack into the system to transfer the funds in the first place. Setting up a good slicing shop, we'll say, and, and making sure that all of that is in order is definitely a priority. Winning that Grand Prix, of course, to get into the gala itself. But also, we need to make sure that we know what security measures we're up against. If it's being held in this, uh, this fig and... Oh, man. Oh, Fig and Associates Art Museum. Uh, we need you, ideally, go check it out. The museum is open to the public. You can go in at any time. If you go in and check it out and make sure, uh, see what kind of security measures we're going to be going up against during this gala, during the actual heist, uh, you can make a plan of action from there. As far as the the cloud car, my friend, you said you don't have one, that, that you, the one you'll be driving is not yours. That's exactly right. I have on loan myself a cloud car that you can enter into the race. It'll be my honor. I look at Atrox and say, you might want to go over that uh, car before think, we use it. Yeah, right. I think we've got just the driver for you. Excellent. Excellent. Now, Eris here. He can help you with all the details and the nitty-gritty of what you need to do. However, I have some business I need to attend to, and he, he stands up at this point uh, and takes the final sip of his drink and, and lays the glass down on the, the table next to the chair that he was in. He says, any last questions for me before I take leave? It seems like all of us, or some, most of us, maybe even some of us, are taking quite the risk in this endeavor, yet we're all splitting the proceeds equally. Correct. I would say we're splitting the proceeds equally, one, because what is that? it was I who found a way to do this in the first place. It is my cloud car that you will use, that I have on loan, that you will use in the Grand Prix to win it and get yourself in the gala to steal it in the first place. And it was I who had asked Clip who he suggested or would request to do such a thing. So your presence here is more of an honor, I would say, to win possibly hundreds and thousands of credits, I would say, was more than enough, just the opportunity. I'll say my cut is really a finder's fee. Feel free to leave with zero credits, if that's what you wish, my friend. I trust me, my friend. My acquaintances are very grateful. And Aatrox, you can trust me if you trust my word that there will be plenty of money to go around. And then see a little robot wink. <laughs> robot wink. <laughs> I love the idea. One eye turns off. 
and and when and when Aaron Shin is is saying this, he's not in any way being like uh, like talking down to Atrox or any of you. He's just being very matter of fact. Like, um, uh, it was like in a business. Like, it, like, okay, yeah, you have workers who maybe they're underpaid, but they wouldn't have a job if the business didn't exist in the first place. Like that kind of thinking is is what yeah. he's thinking. He's a he's a venture capitalist, you know. Um, so so he's just looking around like you know i'm giving you this opportunity to make hundreds of uh, thousands of credits here uh so, so anyways clep as you as you do this and, and you wink he says well believe that's uh all i needed for here again Aaron or sorry Aris shin you can uh speak with him about the the details and the unpleasantries but i must be making my way to the upper levels good day to you it's nice to meet all of you again, Aaron Shin at your service, and uh, I look forward to working with you some more. And he begins to make his way to the door. Any last words for Mr. Aaron as he makes his way out? All right, so the door closes behind him. Uh, Eris is left, and she's holding her, her glass in her hand. She's kind of swirling around. You can hear the, the ice hitting the glass inside. Well... As always, my father making a show out of much of nothing. And she sits down where he sat. As well, now we have to come up with a plan. Grand Prix is only three days away. But what we need to do, put together our plan, and we need to do it quickly. Now, I know this place like the back of my hand, and I know Clip is uh, well-versed in most of this, and his time is a few days here, a few weeks here. So let's talk about this. And what we're going to do, we're going to zoom out here. And I think we're officially going to, um, in character, kind of end the session there. But we're still going to be in the session. And I think in a meta way, we're going to talk about what just happened and what you guys want to do next. Nice. Um, okay, good. Yeah, because I know that th th there's a lot of moving parts here. And... Um, it's probably more difficult for me to try to explain it in character in, in that kind of back and forth than we all just are kind of open about asking questions and we'll still do some roles if roles are necessary. Um, but before we do that, I don't think we all need to take a break. I know we're going at 11.37, but I just need to run to the restroom real quick and I'll be back in just like a minute. Um, so if anybody else wants to run to the restroom or get refreshments, you can. I'll be right back. Gotcha. Whew. Well, what have you brought us into, Clap? <clears throat> I won't say anything now, but one of the things I would like to do is have a meeting with all of us somewhere, just the four of us, after we're done talking to this chick. And then I can explain. Awesome. And, and you're, you're talking in-game with Mike around? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike doesn't necessarily have to be around, but everyone, everyone, all the four of you, all the four of us to be there, just so everyone can kind of understand what my yeah, looking on this is. I think, like, the, the, the most important thing seems to me that we need to win the race. 100%. I think Aatrox is our best pilot, so I feel like the first thing we need to do is pour our resources into whatever shitty car Mike is going to give us, and... <laughs> Uh, make sure that it can win and or whatever way. This is Silas talking, but 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever way we can cheat. And no, exactly. Yeah, I was just about to say sabotage. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, seems yeah. not not to bring up Knights of the Old Republic for like the second time today. <laughs> but this seems very um like remember the 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 initial plot line of Knights of the Old Republic where it's like Bastila was captured by like that swoop gang and you have to win the swoop race oh, yeah. or and like you have to win the race to free Bastila and to get Bastila that way you can get your in with the Republic and blah 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 blah. That's true. I didn't even make that connection. The good, good connection. connection. All right, so I see Pawn has stepped away. Um, I'll, we'll wait till it gets back to get into the meat of things. But I'll just mention that even the module itself suggests that at the end of each session, we take some time to plan um, outside of character for what you guys want to do because there's a lot of moving parts here, uh, which is a lot of the fun of it, I think. I, I, I'm really excited to see which way you guys go in the, these next three, in world three and a half days before the Grand Prix, uh, but there is a lot. Um, and on that note, and I can say this before Kapan gets back, I still do have this mission objectives and intelligence uh, note out here for everybody to see. Right now it's blank, but I'm about to update it here. Um, this is not super important for him to see, so I'll go ahead and do that. Save the changes, so if you can't see anything below objectives, I'll just back out and get back in there. Now they updated for me. Updated, like, on the spot? They did, yep. Awesome, that's good. So, um, I'm just going to reiterate... To be, be clear, we need to win the race... To get into the auction, ideally, yes. We'd like to race. win, win the Grand Prix to get into the auction, and then in the auction, we need to do something to make sure that someone buys the jewel. Yes, essentially, you want the bid price to be um, to go up as high as possible because what you're going to do is slice into the system into the network and steal the money from the transfer you're going to redirect it into another fund so you're stealing the money from the the auction right then on top of that now oh, you I do feel like uh, my British accent is going to come out in the auction. <laughs> yes. It'll be a fancy affair for Alexandria to, to do I'm that. I'm going to have one of those eye, just one uh, eyeglass. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, like a monocle with a, like a, yeah. holding it with a sticker. Like a fox it. around my neck. Yes. That would be so great. <laughs> one of those crystal foxes from like Last Jedi running around the cave. So that would be perfect. Um, Supine, you didn't miss that much. I'm going to pop this up. Actually, you should be able to see mission objectives and yes. intelligence. And um, then whoever purchases it, we're then going to go steal it. Well, uh, there's a, ch a possibility. But what he's suggesting, suggest suggesting, I'm sorry, is that you just steal it from the Figs and Associates Art Museum that it's already being held at before the purchaser even gets their yeah, hands on it. I see. So you're stealing the funds. You're slicing into the network to steal the funds. So you're getting the that money during the auction. 
Yes, and then as well as lifting heist. all of the funds. Yes, so you're stealing uh, the yeah. physical gem and you're stealing all the funds at the same time. Um, Silas so, is excited about this. So, like, uh, right after they say sold, boom, we like steal it or something, right? Yeah, uh, right. Uh, this is like, right. um, this is like Knights of the Old Republic meets Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much. Yeah, That's right. what this is. One of the things so, I uh, thought of I feel that. Um, was. Does that make Alexandre George Clooney? Yes. <laughs> yes. I was, said that uh, really fast because of uh, how handsome Alexandre just got. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, you know, we need to find out who's in like charge of the security during the uh, um, the uh, auction, right? And I was I thinking agree. maybe Pawn infiltrate the security team, quote-unquote be part of the security team. And then, right. you know, one, I could get information, but two, when the heist goes down, I'll be right there. Idea. On infiltrate uh, uh, auction security. I'm going to do my best okay. to update that mission objectives and intelligence with just that, like different objectives that you guys are talking about. Yep. Um, so... So just real quick, just to reiterate for everybody so everybody's on the same page, there's really four main objectives um, right now. So preparing for the heist, like in general, and that's the physical heist of the diamond. Beneath that, there's some things. But uh, number two is gather intelligence on the bidders uh, to maximize the bid price. So if you can somehow manipulate the bidders, because um, you might not be able to go to the gala at all, right, if you don't succeed at the race. Yeah. So you want to be able to somehow manipulate them to push that price as far up as possible. Number three is set up a slicing shop or to figure out how to, not not a physical slicing shop, but to figure out how are we going to transfer these funds? Like what kind of obstacles are we going to face um, in our slicing activities yep. in order to do that? Okay, so yep. that's number three. And then number four is simply prepare for the Cloud City Grand Prix. And I'll put under that that uh, Aaron Shen is going to loan you, give you the location of a loaned car that you can use. That's also one of the reasons I said uh, Pawn will infiltrate the security team. Because if by chance we don't win and the dice just aren't in our favor that night, <laughs> um... Will the wheels will still have at least one inside person? And to be honest, one of the reasons I took that last feature of fine manipulation of the force, I plan on pinching elbows with uh -huh. the force. Nice. So to make someone bid, pinch their elbow with make the force. <gasps> what the? And the price goes up. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's what I plan on doing. I and like if I'm it. part of the security team, I'll be right there being able to watch and do do, do pinch. <laughs> there do, do, there do, are do. you can just manipulate the paddle to go upwards. Can I grab their hand and move their hand up? <laughs> so so what I want to do now in the next like fifteen minutes before we hit midnight, at least for me, um, is that in game you guys are in a room with Eris Shin, the daughter. Yeah. Um, who Aaron has left you to answer any questions and also Clip who would probably know some things as well. So uh, I want to open up the floor 
in a, and I'm going to do it kind of in a quote unquote initiative order. I'm just going to kind of go through everybody to put some structure to it and see if there's any questions that you guys specifically have that I could possibly answer. And in addition to those, um, there is also an opportunity here for you guys to quote unquote brainstorm mechanically. Like you can roll to like brainstorm ideas. So if you guys, um, ideas that want to come naturally to our heads, which a lot of these want to come naturally to me, you guys can roll for to see if see if something comes up. So if you guys run out of questions to ask, I'll give you like a list of kind of skills that, that your character can just brainstorm. If they succeed, they'll gain some sort of idea of, of a step to take, if that makes sense. So I'm going to start with, um, I'll start with actually Clep here. And so Clep, is there anything initially that maybe even Clep would know or that you want to ask for the group on behalf of the group to Eris about this? I, I, yeah, I know it's pretty, probably pretty confusing from the three of y'all's standpoints as of now, especially considering like how Whisper Base was structured. But I think as just like a baseline of what we can do and we can obviously build off this is like you guys said, Ocean's Eleven. If we win the race, we get a ticket. I think it's going to be really hard to win the race because it seems like a race where the best pilots in the world are going to be. And last time I checked, all of our piloting skills were bad. I think I had the best with two yellows. I don't know what Aatrox has. If it's more than two yellows, then I think we can win. But I don't even think we could win with two yellows because I think it's going to be crazy. But hey, Yeah, no, my, my skill is all in mechanics, not piloting. Yeah, so I feel like that's the biggest hurdle. Because I feel like if we actually try to race, first of all, we have a chance of dying, because I think it's going to be some crazy, dangerous, like, rich people want to watch people die shit, let's be honest. Nice. Well, it's an airspeeder, so there's two people in it, so if, if hear me out here. If Aatrox and Pone got in the airspeeder, the, the speeder, and, and for the race, Pone could use the force to manipulate the throttles or whatever on the speeders around us at integral points, like turns or whatnot or the stabilizers to like make them lose speed or careen out of control or maybe just bump into each other just enough i think yeah you could definitely do that i don't know i don't know if that would make us automatically win and if we can't get a ticket from winning then we i think we still have to find a way to get in because the diamond and the money would be fucking awesome to get both you know what i mean see i see what you're saying so uh, winning the race would be great, but the, you have to have a backup plan for physically being there for the diamond. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. I think like, like, I don't know. I, I like. I don't know. I think that race is going to be tough. Maybe you guys think it's going to be easy, and let me know. Because then, if you guys want to do it, we can do it. I mean, obviously, we're going to do it no matter what. But I just think we shouldn't put all of our eggs in that basket. You know maybe as I mean? you're asking that. Maybe... Sorry. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, but besides that, if, let's say we do win the race. I say we do exactly as you say. If Aatrox is the driver, Aatrox comes in, celebrity guest. We dress him up, you know. Alexandri's his coach, you know, smoking a cigar or whatever. Pawns in the security. Uh, we could, I could probably get him a fake security license through slicing or something like that to get him in, get him a costume, and then I can be your translator, Jordan. That we can, or I can just be out, and then we can all just be straight in, infiltrated, and. Transferring the funds will be just a matter of, you know, slicing and getting the proper setup for that. So I think that'll be easy enough. But I'll turn it to you guys just to know what you guys are thinking and how you want to run it. I think you being like in a separate location doing your hacking thing during the auction 
would be a good thing. Roger. So, uh, in regards to the race, Eris would be here, and maybe you guys are just casually talking about it at this point, and she's going to say, well, my father's um, cloud car that uh, is actually in a maintenance bay that you guys can use, and uh, there's tools there if you want to upgrade the vehicle in any way to give you some kind of benefit. But also, since none of you seem like you're confident in your pilot skills, I might know some people who can pilot that car for us, but we'd have to give them an edge. So, well, that I could definitely give. So that's, that's just an idea that she's throwing out there, and I'll add that to a possible objective if anybody's interested. Um, I know this really good pilot named Gash. <laughs> nice, yeah. I was like, what show is that from? And I just remembered from our one shot. That's awesome. That was, yeah, that one shot was a shit ton of fun. The ace hot shot that almost got shot down. <laughs> like 800 what? times. God, I was barely holding it together that entire one shot. Hey, <laughs> like. Good news, though, is that we could probably deck that ship out super good in three days. I mean, doing crazy upgrades to it. Yeah, I'm yeah because we're going to have a computer, so like, we'll be able to to upgrade the, the response time the computer went up. And the, as far as the mechanics go, I have that toolkit that gives me an automatic like advantage on anything I work on. Then my armorer, my, my tinkerer stat or whatnot gives me advantage. Plus, I have like insane advantages because mechanics is what lightsaber crafting took. And I went heavy into mechanical for my lightsaber crafting. So I, I can make that baby purr. Yep. So in, with that, she also adds that the race is notorious, at least rumors have it, notorious for people cheating and for like sabotaging other people. So, so she throws that out there as a uh, assumption as well, just to keep in mind. You're sabotaging um, in flight with the force. Bing! Oh, there yeah, goes yeah. a composer. So, <laughs> there goes a part that so was Clint, vital. Just, just like on a that's a good Anakin's point. speeder. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It just flies oh, look, off There goes that ways. compressor. Bink! So, oh, Clint, that's a good point. Now. <laughs> to think about alternatives to winning the race. Um, but so during that conversation, Eris kind of uh, expands that for you guys as far as uh, providing information on uh, at least that you can upgrade the car that's in a facility where that's possible and then possible stand-in pilots if that's something that you wish for. Can I, so, I, can I ask the group, do you guys want to... Because we have to probably have to pay the pilot probably part of the thing, right? Or no? Or would it just depend? Um, Eris maybe uh, looks at you and says, uh, I don't know what it would take to convince these pilots. Maybe just smooth talking them into part of the winner's purse of the race. Maybe not the jewel Ooh. itself. It'd only okay, be involved well, in the race. Perfect. That makes sense. Then do you guys think we should kind of go that route? Uh, just like open question for the floor. A hundred percent, because the thirty thousand, and I mean that's our decision to make, because the thirty thousand is only going to us. So it's up to the four of us to decide. I mean, if if we decided to take like, it's thirty grand. So if we decided to take like even five thousand credits a piece, that would be twenty thousand credits. And since the speeder is being supplied to us, and we can then supply it to the pilot, we can outfit the pilot 
and then they can still take 10,000 credits just for flying the race without even having to have a vehicle, which I would assume is the big gatekeep thing from a race like this is having a properly functioning machine. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like to me, like our, our strengths are not in piloting. Our strength is in mechanically, um, Mm -hmm. uh, building up the, uh, the features of this thing. So I, I, I think finding a uh, pilot is, is the correct choice. Yeah. I think, I think we could have like a four pronged attack on this. We could have, we could have clap working the whole computer side of things, you know, maybe. Um, maybe making it so you know giving us an advantage whether it be like a security advantage or giving me access on my prong i was thinking you know we have pwn with the force and you know his force pool or whatnot manipulate is going to be integral and then we have the pilot that we hire in the actual speeder and then um you know alexandria can be running like point on finding out you know where we should be going or what's going on how the race is is proceeding I can go and like get into a mechanics getup or whatnot, coerce my way because that's one of my strong suits into a mechanics getup and maybe you know dispose, knock out whoever is supposed to be doing like the mechanical check to make sure that there's nothing going on in the other fighters or nothing, no illegal enhancements or whatnot. And I can you know knock a couple stabilizers loose or something like that while I'm doing my inspection. And then can use my mechanic skill to also upgrade our fighter. And then we have Klep in there, you know, messing with the, the IT side of things. And I think we'll give ourselves quite the advantage. So questions for Eris, just listening to that, would be, how do we hire a pilot? How do we find out the list of competitors? Where can we go to buy equipment? And... Uh, does the place that our vehicle is stored, does it have protection from infiltration so no one can see what we're doing? Does that, does that sound like the sum of what Atrock was uh, mostly saying? Yeah. Yep. So the, the last question about the location of the cloud car, uh, that's in a private uh, vehicle storage unit. Uh, it has all the tools you need. There's no prying eyes. As long as you close the hangar door behind you, there are no cameras or anything you need to worry about. Also, I would like to say that for the transferring of the funds and most of the computer stuff, I'll, I'll handle all that. Um, I already got a plan for most of that stuff there, but if you guys have any suggestions, please let me know. We're talking about the actual heist or the um, the race? Uh, both. Like, the race, like, I'm open to any fun suggestions. I kind of already think. I have a feeling that, like, I'll do something like mess with their radar, like, because they probably have a map of the race from, like, some sort of satellite or something. So if I can mess with that, they'll be turning. Mirror it so a left turn is actually a right yeah, turn. <laughs> exactly. So, and then you guys will be turning in the right way. I could probably do something like that. And then for the heist, I also have something that should work. Even An even more vindictive idea is for the race, there's going to be a lot of digital bets going on. Maybe if, you know, the race is going really well and we don't need... Clep for a second, have Clep like 
backdoor into the um, whatever data pad is being used by whatever bookie to collect bets for the race and like steal the bet pool. Roger. That's a good one. I like that. I just want us to get so rich. I want us to not have to do any job after this. <laughs> Uh, one so, thing so to thinking. answer Alexander's, oh, one sec, one sec. To, to answer Alexandra's questions, uh, the upgrades and to find a pilot, she suggests to check out a place called Pod Racers Retirement. This is a wait, that's a horrible idea. Retirement. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine if we walk in and find like Gasgano or like Sabolba like sitting in there, like this old ass Doug, just like poodoo, sitting in the corner getting high. <laughs> so okay. the Pod Racers retirement, she will tell you, is located. It, the 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 place is literally called Pod Racers Retirement. Yes, <laughs> that is the worst name ever. I was gonna say, Mike, did you come up with that, or is that in the no, module? No. Oh, it's in the module. Is, That's fantastic. Somebody is it the, is. Is it the city graveyard? How did that get past <laughs> retirement? Or how did that get past uh, the quality editing? check? Wow. Sure. Um, she will give you the location of it. I can't find it at the moment. But uh, yes, she would say you, you should visit the. It, it's like a cantina or a pub of sorts. Um, she will suggest that you check that out. Okay. And then uh, for equipment, does she have a, a fence? Her uh, high-end racing equipment. Great. She she says the same thing. That's, that that uh, you can probably find uh, a good vendor at the Pod Racers Retirement. Somebody who knows more about that. It's not really in my purview. And any upgrades what, that what we want exactly to is in your purview? Uh, other information, maybe about um, about the uh, Fig and Associates Art Museum itself. About uh, maybe who owns the gym, things of that nature. Excellent. I'd love to have a conversation with you about that. Uh, so first, I think also Pon had. I've been making notes as you guys have been talking. Uh, you were talking about the security team as well, and during that conversation, she would bring up that Maris Grayson was the current uh, owner of the gym. Uh, his security team is in charge of. M-A-R-I? M-A-R-U-S Grayson. I'll post it in the 20 chat. It's also in the mission objectives and intelligence. They currently hold the gym. They own the gym right now. They own the gym. The gym is currently at the Fig and Associates Art Museum, but they pull security when the the museum is closed. One of the things I, I want to ask her is uh, getting blueprints of the museum and all of the surrounding buildings. Like up, down, left, right. Ah, well, might be a little harder to get, uh, seeing as they don't offer the blueprints of the museum outright in public record, although you could probably get what you're asking for, the uh, general layout of the of the level from public records. However, get, uh, to get the blueprints, you might need to go case the joint and find out where such information could be held. Maybe 
construction guild that was related to its construction, the museum's construction. Maybe they would have such schematics. Mm. Uh, that A contact under... construction guild or Not... possible plans? Not schematics? even a computer's check wouldn't be able to find those. Or they're just not anywhere. Um, let's see. If she she suggests, well, if you go to a public term, terminal, if you if you want to try to hack it and see what kind of files are available, be my guest. My assumption is that only somebody uh, intimate with the actual construction of the building uh, would have that sort of information. That's just a guess. Gotcha. Okay. You know, Mission Impossible from the top. No. <laughs> Ooh. Hey. Um, if I can get onto the, uh, like, I'm thinking, you know, infiltrate the security team. Um, to be honest, that we could use that for pawn to like plant devices such as like smoke bombs it, also what also what i'm thinking is like if you're on the security team and i'm in their system i can like have you stationed at certain areas so you can just let us on through or something like that yep that's going to require like a lot of of computer finessing on clep side because it's not like they're going to be like oh Hello here, random person with no record and no background in the thing. Let's put you on duty with a security team guarding this diamond. <laughs> hey, I, I would uh, I would be interested in doing um, research on um, past uh, winners. Um, is there someone in the pod racers retirement thing? that you know maybe one ten years ago and uh, i could go back and watch their their race their maybe tape? find something to be the like hey you're so awesome at x and you're so cool watch the last five years worth of pod races here yeah i'm on it i love this uh and she suggests that's quite possible the pod racers retirement is hotspot for such people. I'm sure one of the uh, the local or a previous winner would uh, be making his rounds, soaking in his old glory. I I, uh, I turn to Clep. Clep, find me yeah. some pod racer videos from the last 10 years. Click, 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 click. Okay, do I make a roll for that or no? What is it you're looking up? Like pre the name of previous winners or like yeah, tapes? the most the most distinguished winner that's still alive and probably in the city um let me that would be probably public information that would be pretty easy to find uh, remind me next time so i don't have to scour this to try to find a specific name for you okay. uh but yeah be that homework in the chat or something after i post xp now make sure you get that um okay i know we're already it's, it's 12 oh, sorry go ahead you have another question Nope, I'm just talking out loud. I'm done. Okay, and this is by no means the end of that because I know you guys are on a roll. Like every time you guys bring something up, it brings a smile to my face because you are all on the right track. This is great, and there's still a lot to be to be said and to be done. Um, 
But uh, for the next couple minutes, uh, let's. Are there anything, any skills that you guys think for your character that would make sense for them to be brainstorming in a way that you, maybe as a human being, aren't thinking of? Does that make any sense? What I'm trying to say. I'm gonna say, um, Pawn did, um, as part of his background, do that bodyguard thing for the uh, an archaeologist. So the uh, idea of, you know, um, he is experienced in bodyguarding and being part of security. Um, okay. Give me as one, in, give like, kind of the idea, of, like, if you know, any bonuses that might get towards infiltrating the uh getting employed or infiltrating the security team I mean, he's all about the fighting here we go we might just we might just have to make you like a stellar like resume and then just apply for it yes yeah. yes i like that are you um, uh, speaking of specifically knowledge skills or could i come up with anything not specifically, no. It could be be any other skill. And for example, pawn. Um, what you're looking for is to just streetwise here. But I'm going to um, actually suggest something else. Or uh, I do what would make sense. Okay, I'm ready with mine. Same here. Okay, so pawn. So just to summarize what you're saying, you. You're, you're brainstorming ways for that info, that uh, security guard infiltration for that to work out, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's do... Presence. Trying to find a skill you, that would make sense for you to uh, to roll that. Um, really, it would be an average streetwise, because what you're looking for is, is to know where some of those guards might be hanging out off shifts um so streetwise or maybe even uh, like maybe negotiation. I mean, what what about if if pawn went to like the local recruiting agency and and showed off how tough he was true so that would be a separate role you during the game we'd have to you'd have to go there and like gather information but that's certainly a idea. I think it's just brainstorming. Yeah. This is just stuff like off the top of your head that you might would know. So, Pond, I'll give you an opportunity here. If you want to do either two, it's going to be two purple for the difficulty streetwise or um, knowledge warfare. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I'm looking at your sheet and neither one is, is going to really work out. So, <laughs> I don't have warfare. Hey, hold up. Let me, let oh, me help you out. Let me help you out, Pond. Hey, Pond, let me help you out. You know you need some help or what? Oh, for sure, I need some help with intelligence checks. What are you going to roll? What are you going to roll? Um, I guess I it's warfare. Knowledge, warfare. Knowledge warfare. Roll five green. That works for me. And a boost because he's helping me. Right? <laughs> oh, no, you, you would just roll. You would roll five green. It would be like an integrated okay. uh, check. Yeah. No, not that. Is this a group skill that you have? What? You know, it's really like an it's like a skilled assist. Nice. So, That's great. Any of us any of us can switch out either the number or the well, skill. Actually, right? or... no, it would really be yeah, yeah, that's true. So you'd be giving him 
the attribute and he'd be giving the rank which is zero so yeah five green that would, that yeah because it because my because all my intelligence things are five because i have a five intelligence so any questions you got just let me get them all righty uh two purple yeah. purple five green yeah well you got it five green okay um No. Okay. You want to look at something real quick? Okay. Ready? Go. <laughs> Barely. Very good. So, um, as you're thinking hey, about all it, right. it works. Clep is there to kind of help you formulate this in your mind. But you're trying to think of, hey, where you know where would be a good place to find people that would help me integrate into that that security team? And Clep, in his short time at. Uh, Cloud City can tell you that at the four and a half antenna is a good place. Uh, that's in Port Town. It's a good place to find other like scoundrels or people who could offer their expertise or services for a fee. And that it's also a place where the Jewels guards have have gone uh, to spend some time when they're not on shift. That was four point five cantina. Four and a half cantina, yep. Again, I didn't make these up. (laughs) Four and a half. And possibly find contacts there. Jules, or actually, I should say, um, Maris Grayson's hired guards are known to hang out there. Nice. Good roll, good roll. Right, anybody else? Want to try? Well, maybe try one or two more tonight, yeah, and then we can I, continue this later. I, I think uh, um, out th- this is like um, I just sit down, and uh, Alexandre just dives in, like grabs the largest whiteboard, orders uh, ten Calrissian cups. Um, uh, espresso shots and like just stays up for the next day just straight and just hammers out all the ideas and and collects and helps and organizes and i wanted to roll resilience resilience Uh, okay just sheer just pushing through it i'm just i'm staying up with clap like i'm trying to keep up with him yes droids don't need sleep Mm -hmm. thanks for the help clip it wouldn't have worked. Absolutely, anytime. Any, anytime. It'd be, it'd be two purple resilience for you, Alexandria. All right. And then I'll throw this in there. I'm just going to roll an underworld intelligence check and kind of just throw in any underworldy shit, like underhanded stuff that you would be know. fun and cool. Yeah. Just fun. Okay, Let's get some fun stuff. Two purple. Oh, yeah. Look at and that. Two purple. And then Atroc, if there's. Nice. Uh, what would Atroc be doing? Um, I think just with his background and, and how he thinks he can contribute, it would have to be something uh, of the mechanical sense. Like, you know, just thinking about, like, looking up the specifications for a Bespin uh, cloud speeder and looking at the, the wiring harnesses, the inter- internal combustions, how everything, you know, the exhaust and seeing like, oh yeah, I can make this better. I can reroute this. Oh, who decided to do this? If you reroute this here through this relay, it'll get you a 3% increase in power output. Da, 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 da. 
Gotcha. Perfect. So mechanics check to purple. Oh lord, everyone's rolling so well, and I have this so stacked. And watch me with it. Okay, <laughs> two purple. Knock <laughs> on, knock on my desk there for you. Solid wood. All right, now I'm on my laptop, so I have to switch over. So save your oohs and ahs for a second until I can switch over to see what my roll looks like. Yay. Nice. Okay, perfect. So um, this is all just based on the successes here, so I'm going to give you guys some information. So Alexandria, first, for your resilience as you stay up, you're, you're thinking about all the different um, uh, ways to pull off this heist. One of the things that you think about, especially with your military background, is equipment that you might need. Um, so you think for the heist and even possibly the slice job that uh, you guys want, might want to disguise yourselves by purchasing, pers oh my goodness, I can't even talk, it's 1215, <laughs> purchasing <laughs> stealth suits, okay, so Ooh. you think maybe if you purchase stealth suits, that can make a difference, masks, possibly optical camouflage systems for your armor, so these are all things that can maybe help um, bypass security, so let me add that real quick. I have it written down. Suits. I'm going to ask her, like, funding for this kind of stuff. Um, is that up to us, or are they going to be able to help fund us? Uh, they At least any suggest, of this. Uh, they, they say there's no, like, stipend or anything that they're going to be offering, unfortunately. Um, that uh, that they trust your skills and your your ability to, to make do. Totally. Yeah, not the answer you probably want to hear. But, um, <laughs> all right. You also, let's see. You you also are start to look into information about Cloud City itself, and you th you remember or in your research you know that Landu Calarissian is this new Baron Administrator of Cloud City. Okay, and his chief administrative assistant, his name is Lobot, and he runs most of the day to day operations using his cybernetic implants where he's directly uplinked to the central computer network. And you don't know what to do with this information, but you do know that it uh, presents a risk as far as the slicing job goes. Who's, whose information is this? This is uh, stuff that you're researching during Me? your all-nighter. Okay. Yeah. Lobot? The, yeah. Yeah, Lobot. Lobot. Lobot is a potential. Added that there too. All right, perfect. So Alexander, that's going to be the information that you're able to dig up in your all-nighter. Um, Blep. Yeah. You know that uh, the former Baron Administrator, which is Dominic Raynor, Name's not really that important, but crime and corruption flourished on Cloud City, and many of the casino moguls and government officials are still in the pockets of crime lords, or are crime lords themselves. Um, and you actually might already know this, but it seems that Aaron Shen, the person who indeed hired you and your team, may be one of those crime lords. So that uh, this is part of a bigger picture, um, that it might be personal. Um, however, however, you also know uh, about this gym 
that uh, actually, you know, I'll hold off on that one for the moment. You know that Aaron is crime lord, and that and that Eris Shin's husband is like a competing crime lord, Vorst Tabarinth, and that he's going to be one of those bidders. Uh, I'm going to write this question down. I don't want to. We need to go to bed. Uh, and then you also know that there is some bad blood between Aaron Shin and Maris Grayson, who is the seller of the diamond. The current holder. No, good to know. All right. And then Atrock for your mechanics. Uh, not only you quickly realize that you need to gain... Um, some upgrades for the vehicle. Also, the schematics, that was a good idea. I can't remember who said that. For the, the art museum and the surrounding areas. Uh, you also determine uh, so that many races are won before even stepping foot on the track. In order to best formulate a strategy, you know that the party needs to find out more about the racers and the race course. Hire maybe other even other mechanics other than yourselves who, who would know about the, uh, the racetrack and co-pilots. Um, in addition to that, you start to gather information about specific upgrades that you would need, uh, which would give you a uh, like a boost or a benefit in purchasing such upgrades in the future when you need them, mm. as far as haggling and, and negotiating. All right. Okay. And the final, everybody needs to go to bed. But the final piece of information I'm going to give you as far as the slicing slicing job no goes. Man, my tongue just can't even move anymore. Um, in addition to the robot, uh, and this is more for clip. So things that you'll need for this, for the slicing job. You'll need a component slicer. Mm -hmm. Get into next time, or maybe with you just specifically, I'll let you know what these are. Component slicer. Computer spikes and okay. encryption samples. Component, uh, so um, component slicer, computer spike, and encryption samples. Those are all going to be part of the slice job section. Gotcha. Right. So a lot of information being thrown out there. <laughs> um, but I'm going to ask this this last thing, and. It is what, as a group, do you think your actions will be when we return in our next session? I have one request that we all, the four of us, without the blue chick, sorry, Iris, um, Iris we yeah. all go and we all convene and then discuss. It doesn't have to be for long, but just discuss the job together alone. Mm -hmm. Okay. After that, I don't care. And actually, if you guys think it would be best, maybe just inside the chat. I don't know if everybody monitors the chat, but um, you guys can discuss what you want to do next time. Everybody's kind of beat and just wants to head out. But I'll leave sure. that up to you guys. If you guys kind of know what your next steps are or if you want some time to think about it. I think uh, yeah. one thing uh, that this particular mission might allow more than before is a divide and conquer. I mean, if we go as big groups to many of these locations, that will draw suspicion. Yeah. yeah. But if, gotta... you know, Aatrox working on the speeder 
and you know doing his thing working on the speeder and Clep is working on the computers and I'm down doing the trying to get in the security team you know we can do the divide and conquer kind of thing unlike last time where it was you know we did a lot of group activity and we didn't get a lot of backup to help trying to defend the base yep Roger. I'm just that's just me thinking well, yeah, and sense. one thing I'll add to that, because, of course, you're splitting the party. Everybody has their opinions on that. Uh, but since you have communicators, like, I would allow some free communication to go on between so those not involved in the scene could actively participate and maybe even help boost, like, you know, I'll let you roll a, a check to help boost their ability, if, if that makes sense, for you to, like, yeah. tell them certain information or help them overcome in such ways. So Sounds sick. Yeah, I'm down for that. Awesome. Okay, well, let's do this. Uh, so if everybody can be involved in the chat in the next two weeks, um, let's just talk about or try to talk about what your next steps are, where you would like to go. And part of that is selfish for me because this is such like there's so many things you guys could do. Um, it would help me out to know at least what you guys are going to um, plan on doing so I can make sure that's 100 percent ready. Um, and give me some focus. So yeah, like you guys ten things doing that, instead that of like two. Yeah, don't got a lot of work to do. I don't yeah, know. it's it's really, yeah, it's it's so cool. The story, I, dude, I'm so excited about what you guys have already been talking about, but uh, it is a lot. There's so much going on. I'm excited. I appreciate you guys for staying on a little bit longer. In fact, we we started a little bit later, so hopefully that's okay. Um, I don't expect it to go this late every single time, so don't worry. Um, but uh, other than that, I think everybody's. Uh, pretty good, right? So I'll post XP and stuff tomorrow. Any last questions? I think I'm good. I'm good. Roger. Nice. Awesome. All right. Awesome. 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 Chat. I appreciate all y'all. That was really fun. Glad to see everybody again. It was great. See you guys. Yeah, same. Good getting back together. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It was great. I am back together. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys in two weeks. All right. Awesome. Later. One last thing before we go, everybody. Thank you for listening from all of us, and stay tuned on September 16th for the next episode of Rebel Cadets Jewel of Yavin.